Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Do Go On. My name is Dave Wanaki and I am joined as always by Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. And before I get them to say anything, Aww. I'm going to say that this is a very, Wait, no, very... I'm going to say something Wait, quickly. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, no, no, hi, Dave. Good no. to see you. Mike's yeah, off. Hey, Mike's Dave, off. I'm oh, good. You too. Nice t-shirt. How are you going? It's, a, a, it's an average t-shirt. but <laughs> that's that, someone else here too. That's right. It's the first ever time that we are joined by a fourth host. You have heard him before, but we've never been in the same room all at the same time together. And that is the man, the magic, the fourth Do Go On. That is Nick Mason. Yeah. Hey guys! Yeah. Oh. Thanks for having me here for the the third episode of Do Go On. <laughs> I um yeah the the other episodes are just in between episodes. Yeah. I like to think so. Not we, official. We canon. had a, we had a good time with that first episode where I did the Marvel thing, and then the second episode where you did the Elvis. Elvis. And... You are doing, you know, you're sort of pulling more than your fair share of weight, <laughs> having done two of the three, three reports. Episodes. Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But thank well, you look, for that. One day, Dave. One, yeah. d- one day what? <laughs> I can only imagine Dave's reports would be shit. He'd rush them at the last minute and they'd be just, you know, very Dr- quick, a paragraph probably. And, <laughs> and, out. and still somehow dry as fuck. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the only bit that's accurate. But anyway, uh, guys, uh, how are you? Jess, you haven't said very much. So well, I tried, but you said before I let them speak, which is typical Warnicky, but I am pretty well, thank you. Patriarchy. I know. Well, Am speaking right? of patriarchy, how about we talk about Ooh. the Patreoni? Um, at, <laughs> at the time of recording, we are, we are a week ahead. Um, we have released our Patreon this week, and uh, we've already had uh, a, a lot of support from people supporting the show, so we'd mm. just like to say thank you to everyone that did that. And uh, we set up our first goal. If you mm. can set goals, may so if you're not, not sure if you're familiar with Patreon. Uh, and if you eclipse that goal, a little red bar gets full, and everyone gets, seems happy. But uh, we uh, we are seems happy. We are yeah, well, not probably on the inside, not. Yeah. deep down. We are 
We asked for a little bit of money to buy a, a six-pack of beer so Matt could drink on the podcast again, as people always tweet in they love Matt's drunken episodes. And Matt, we're going to do it. Oh. Oh, magical. That was nice. That was nice. Uh, so this episode brought to you by um, Patreon. <laughs> and Colch, sponsoring Matt's alcohol addiction. What was your, your thing before, Matt? You've already had 12 beers today. So he actually said that. And a cider. And a cider. <laughs> Takes <laughs> the edge off. I like that he looked quite defensive, but then it was... And a, a cider. cider. Get your Thank facts you. right, Wallaghy. Hey, um, while we're mentioning uh, Patreon and other people supporting us, Matt and I did a gig on Thursday in Ballarat. And Thursday a week ago. Thursday a week ago, yeah. Yeah, I know. By the time you hear this. By yeah. the time you hear this. But Look, enough curtain lifting, Warnicky. This is live. <laughs> this is, yeah, whenever you're listening, we are recording it live. <laughs> yes, you, Derek. <laughs> There's got to be one. Derek's tweeted. One. Right, come on. There's got to be a Derek. There's statistically. Anyway. I mean, we're... we listen to everyone on the whole planet. <laughs> There's got to be a Derek. If you're listening on an oil Derek, that's also a oh. thing. An oil Derek? Yeah, an oil Derek. What's an oil Derek? It's an oil rig. It's a fancy name oh, for it. They call it Derek. They call it Derek. Never thought of yeah. Derek being a fancy name. The, the nerdiest kind of... Yeah, right? Hey, that's what this show's all about. It's built on oil learning Derek. and laughing at Derek. Anyway, that's my report, guys. Great. Yep. Yeah, Thanks for the funny oil rigs. No, but anyway, Jess, you were doing a shout-out to Ballarat. Yes, yeah, so we did a gig in Ballarat, and a couple of listeners came down, Josh and Connor, and, uh, and they saw Matt and I do some stand-up, and... Uh, you know, politely said it was good, so it was very nice of them. <laughs> um, but no, it was just really cool to meet them, so I um, just wanted to say a little shout-out to say thanks. And, and, I, and I believe that they contributed to the hat. They not, did. Not not digitally, as usual. Yeah, but. the first ever handwritten suggestion that was uh, submitted to the hat. Very exciting. And can I ask, has it already been lost? No, it's in no. the hat. It's in the hat, yeah, it's in the hat. <laughs> Matt's checking his pockets. It's in the hat. No, it's in the hat. It's in the hat, so very that was really good. cool. Very good, they're Ballarat-based suggestions as well. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh good. A little bit of sizzle there yeah, for the, maybe a few months down the tra- oh. down the track. The 1947 Ballarat Premiership. Ooh, the hat, pancake hat. parlor. <laughs> You've been peeking in my hat again, Meso. Yes. <laughs> Stop it. Well, he could have been because Meso, um, we've asked you back, and we've made you do all the work <laughs> yet again. We've asked you to do a report yourself. Yeah, this came I'm ready, up, guys. This came up uh, the first time around. Uh, you did Marvel. We talked about uh, yeah, Marvel and uh, uh, the great uh, Stan the Man Lee, who is sort mm. of the the uh, the the icon, sort of this you know Marvel's kind of kindly uncle who who kind of you know ripped off ideas. Well, and... he he sort of you know he's he's this great salesman, and he sort of had a hand in creating sort of hundreds of characters for for Marvel, but also uh, he. You know, it's it, in a lot of people have said that he sort of diminished the the contributions of a lot of other people that sort of helped him out with that. Oh, and sure. so that you know that's kind of a, a good through line to Marvel. And I'm like, well, you know, I should come back and talk about DC because I'm sure there'll be a like a like a fun avuncular kind of yeah, that's grandpa what... figure avuncular be... like an uncle. That's like a, a great word. Uncle. Two words. We've learned two words this time around. I yeah, avunc <laughs> and Derek. Oh, and Derek. Derek. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, but yeah, so I was like, I should talk, I'll, I'll talk about DC. Comics. And we've we've had we've had listeners tweet in like <laughs> regularly since then, asking when it was going to happen. Well, and well, wait no bloody longer. Well, <laughs> because we're not doing it. Because <laughs> we're look, not honestly, doing the, the DC Stanley. Yeah, 
there's there's no DC Stanley. There, there, there just but, isn't. But that just... could have like rolled off your tongue for the whole. I know. I mean, we would have called been... the episode DC Stanley, right? If if only it was so so easy. But like DC, I mean, Marvel's was all about sort of breaking away from the mainstream and doing their own thing. Mm. And in many ways, DC was the mainstream. So sure. there's going to be DC based. There's, D, there's DC related. Is it, okay. no, I'm actually excited for that because I was expecting DC. And usually when we walk into <laughs> the room and I'm not reporting, I don't know what we're going to talk about at all. And now I feel like I don't know. So it's good. Yeah. Because I'm sort of brought in, you guys know what's happening. And my, my question was going to be, what was the thing that I did last time? But it's the other one, <laughs> which, which, which is DC. But uh, luckily, we've, we've found a way around that. Uh, so, okay, so my, my question is, it's got a little bit of a lead up. Mm-hmm. So in, uh, in February of uh, the year 2000, uh, the police were called uh, to the fancy Bel Air neighborhood uh, in Los Angeles, uh, to a mansion. Uh, this was... Not the home of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but, but, but the Fresh Prince of Acting, mm-hmm. uh, Nicholas Cage. Oh. It was Nicholas Cage's house, uh, and he'd called them in uh, to report a theft. He was oh. he was enraged because uh, uh, and, and you know because something had gone missing from his mansion. See, he's the uh, his his, uh, his skill. <laughs> he's an Oscar-winning actor. His, no, his, so. ab- his ability to choose good films. Well, fair. I feel that he's his, relevant. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> oh, Nick. I feel his process is that every couple of months his agent comes in. He's got a big stack of scripts, and he's like, "Okay, we got a romantic comedy, we got an action film, we got a blah blah." And he just takes the first one off the stock, and he just goes, "That one, that'll do." I, I want that yeah. one. Yeah, but um, so he, but he's also known as an incredible Oscar-winning actor. Leaving Las Vegas. That's right. But also, uh, he's sort of an obsessive collector. So he's an obsessive collector of things. So his house. He's, he's so he's literally never left Las Vegas. In a way. <laughs> he's an ob- <laughs> I don't know what that meant, but I just thought I'd agree with yeah, him. Yeah, good call. Uh, anyway, uh, that's I don't know, do. know but uh, Derek is the name of an oil rig. <laughs> so we've all learned something. Well, if you've come away with one fact, it's that one. Okay. Uh, so the question is Wait, wait, a- Nick. Yes. He's an obsessive uh, collector of bad go. movies. Nice. Roles. Yeah, thank you. Because um, so, was it, it <laughs> Nicolas Cage and Leonardo DiCaprio last year that had a big a bidding war over a... Uh, this was in 2007. He... Uh, tried to bid on some sort of Dinosaur fossil? skull. Really? Nicolas Cage has a collection of dinosaur skulls. Everywhere. Of course he does. But yeah. who won that one? Him versus Leo, they're both... That was Nicolas Cage. Firstly, Dave, you said, was that last year? It was in 2007. Oh, like, they, might, they might have a continual How slowly sure. is your life going? Or quickly? Well, Which one would it be? We are talking about dinosaurs. I mean, on the, in the scale, <laughs> scheme of things. One year, uh, nine yeah. years? Well played. Oh, I'm, I don't want this dinosaur skull anymore. It's from 2007. But did one of them have to give it... Did they have to give it back? Because it was he, um, stolen or something? Nicolas Cage had to give one of his dinosaur skulls back to Mongolia because it was stolen from the... <laughs> Sorry, Mongolia. The, the nation of Mongolia, yeah. Um, but okay, but the, the, the thieves went right past his uh, his collection of uh, dinosaur skulls. They went past his collection of shrunken heads. Ew. They went past his half a million dollar 1955 Jaguar D-type that he had assembled in his lounge room. Um, <laughs> there's, you can't get it through the doors. They had to they, take bu- it apart they built it and in built his it in his lounge room. <laughs> he sounds like fun. Yeah, but so what, they, what was the what's the purpose of that? Do you rev it? <laughs> yeah, you, you rev it. <laughs> you rev it for guests. <laughs> Hear that, baby. <laughs> From does, it, does one rev it? Does one rev the? But he, they, the oh, thieves did not steal any of that. But because it was literally impossible to drive it. In a way, sure. Uh, what What do you think they stole? Uh, if I give you a hint, mm-hmm. was uh, it his Oscar statue? No, I give you a hint. the The man who they brought in, the detective they brought in, his name was uh, Don Hrychek. And he is the head, or he was at the time, the head of the LAPD's art theft unit. Oh, oh so I'm going to guess some sort comic of art. Yeah, he, he was a detective. Was he like a DC? Is that a kind of detective? 
Detective. No, P. <laughs> is it what? What's the? De- P.I. Yeah, P.I. I'm thinking of P.I. You're thinking of D.C.I. You could be you're thinking of the bill. Yeah. D.C.I. D.C.I. Okay, great. No, yeah, D.C. Yeah. is also a thing. Um, Detective Constable. Okay, yeah, yeah. good. That, that's what Didn't I was thinking of. That's what you're thinking of. Yeah. I love the, that's why I know because I love the yeah. bill. And yeah. D.C.I. is Detective Chief Inspector. Oh, very good. We talked about that on First Take with Jess. Yeah, it goes like Constable, Sergeant, Chief Inspector. So the thing I said wasn't dumb. In a way. Just recapping. Is it? Um... In a way. His copy yes. of Action Comics number one featuring Superman. Yes, it is. Oh. Amazing. Good work, Dave. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Yeah. I know a bit about Nicolas Cage and his dinosaur skulls, yeah. but not enough to know that it was set nine years ago. And not well, I mean, some, some facts uh, you might uh, uh, know about Nicolas Cage. So he's, he's actually Nicolas Coppola, so he's the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. Oh. And his stage name is Nicolas Cage after Luke Cage, the Marvel Comics <gasps> character, who now has a Netflix series. So that's oh. a little, little bit tidbit. And uh, is he in the series? Does he get a cameo? No, you don't see him. You'd, you think you'd demand one? <laughs> you'd think so. All right. uh, also, his second son, who I think is eight or nine right now, his name is Kal-El. And is that uh, Superman's that is, Superman. that is Superman's, real name? That is Superman's uh, Kryptonian name. Okay, so, uh, so Nicolas Cage... Huge nerd. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, got him. But who would you say is the biggest Superman fan? Jerry Seinfeld or Nicolas Cage? I think if you're naming your kid after. Yeah. Like yeah. you are. How that do is you spell a... that? That's not a normal looking <laughs> no, name. That's, that's K-A-L hyphen E-L. Oh, yeah. that's his. No. And is he yeah, a, a Cage or a, burden. or a Coppola? He's Kal-El Coppola, I believe. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool, actually. Right? He sounds like a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Kal-El Coppola. <laughs> a DJ or a rapper, Jess? Please. Mm. A DJ then, Matt. A DJ who dab- a DJ who dabbles. Yeah. DJ Dabbler. <laughs> Kal El Coppola. Kal Dabbler. KL Dabs. That was good. Yeah. So Action Comics number one, first appearance of Superman, so I decided today we'd talk about Superman because it's got a fun little yeah. fun little wrinkle. Oh, cool. what, what do you guys think about Superman? For some people I reckon he's bloody super. Now I think oh. we <laughs> I think I already made my opinion known on the Marvel episode. We we briefly talked about some some sort of DC thing. So yep. Superman I think I find him a bit uh, when he's too good, yeah, he's, a little bit dull, he's a bit boring. Too good at so his good. job, or too good as a as a man. As a man, oh. well, oh. how many roads must a man go down That's before he is right, yeah. Kal El? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he's well because he's almost unstoppable, invincible from, kind of thing, right? correct? And mm. but he's also yeah, he's a bit of a good boy, right? Well, that's I think a lot of people will say, and I think we we did talk about this in the previous episode. You know, he's he's kind of a one dimensional goody two shoes. Mm. He's kind of he can do anything. He can, uh, you know, he can he can juggle planets. He can fly around the world backwards and, and turn there, back time. Is there he anything can... he's bad at? Is he like sexually awkward or something like that? <laughs> that would be amazing if he just like couldn't make the first move. Well, that's... That, I would like him a lot more. If well, they I think about that. I think maybe it's it's actually the other way. There, there was a famous essay made, uh, written a few years ago called "Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex," which is Ew. which is which details the physics of, of Superman having sex with a mortal woman, and it's. Not good. Not good for, for oh, anyone, but mostly because mostly Lois Lane. Sure. Yeah. Some people have too much time. I feel. So um, what were they saying oh. that the the physiology of the two of them? Yep. Would leave one rendered. Correct. Hurt. <laughs> yes. By any encounters. Precisely. Does he? I mean, does he even have a human dick? He has a son now. In the comic books, he has a son. And so. Lois is the mum. Correct. Oh, yeah, okay. so did he have to go in a cup? Is she now in a wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
No one no, guys. <laughs> She's Take very... bloody... Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. No, it's fine. You can... It's, it's good. Um, That's good yeah, stuff. I mean, so, so, so a lot of people sort of question the relevance of Superman, but, like, in terms of... Like he he's the origin of the of the term. Like when you think superhero, that I mean that's the yeah. Is that why they're called superheroes? Yes, because yes, he's super. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Well, a bit of credit there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Those I mean, people. until until Superman arrived, there was no such thing as super... there was. I mean, there was there was. Uh, you know, we had yellow, the Phantom. Yellow man. Uh, we had we had the yellow kid. He was <laughs> the, the first kid. the first uh, <laughs> first comic uh, book character. Yellow man. And we did, had... did you just say the Phantom? Okay, because... All right, I'm going to bring this up. Uh-oh. Oh, no, The no. first episode Nick Mason was on, we oh. talked about superheroes. I felt a little embarrassed to reveal my favourite superhero. Then when I was away in Iceland, not at Nazi camp, as some of you will say... <laughs> Um, hey, none of us said that right now, and you, did the, you brought that up. And Matt did the Elvis episode. Somehow the Phantom came up, and you all laughed at how shit the Phantom was. The Phantom is my favourite comic book character. He's also yeah, Sammy Jay's favourite comic Sammy book. Sammy Jay? Yeah. And, yes, he's... Z- and Zach from Arnie Donner. Yeah. This this studio is full of weird Phantom and people. And do I yeah. need to remind you... It, Nick we Mason. are behind a waterfall here. So. And Matt Stewart was there as well, actually. Do you remember this conversation? One night after a gig uh, here in <laughs> Melbourne. Do you have the clip ready to go? We went out <laughs> um, for dumplings with a group of comedians. Matt Stewart was there. I was there. Nick Mason was there. Um, now US superstar Ronnie Chang was there. That's right. Buying dumplings and forcing me to eat them because I'm too thin. He was worried about me. I don't anyway, know if I... We were talking about superheroes and I revealed that my favourite was the Phantom and Ronnie Chang, now US superstar, laughed at me for about five minutes about <laughs> how shit the Phantom was. Do you have any recollection of that? Because I have not forgotten it. No, and I've been too embarrassed to talk about the Phantom ever since. But you will when you can name drop Ronnie Chang, though. Eh? That's right, yeah. Oh, we Superstars know Ronnie Chang. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, not only do I know him, he once bullied me at a <laughs> Chinese <right>. restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> not okay, Ronnie. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I do love the Phantom. I'm a... Yep. Big, big fan. Is that in the comic book world yes. that you dabble in? Oh, Lisa? yes. Well, more than dabble. Um, is, is the Phantom laughed at by non-people that aren't obsessed like myself or Sammy J? Or no, like? I think he's just had a bad run. Like, he had, there was, they, they, I, I think he's a character where maybe the time has passed for, for that sort of genre. Like, he's sort of stuck in the sort of 1920s, 1930s kind of era. And they attempted one movie with Billy Zane in the title role. And I liked that movie. You did? Yeah. It's fun. Nice sure, one. I was. What year was that? I was a child. Six. I reckon like yeah. ninety-six or seven. Because I reckon. Yeah. So I was six or seven. And, yeah, uh, exactly. And McDonald's did the tie-in and the, the yes. Happy Meal. You get the, the skull rings. Yeah, and I can't. To be honest, haven't seen it since. So probably watching it now as an adult would have a different opinion. Mm. But I remember it fondly from my childhood. <laughs> but it, what, is there a reason why they couldn't give it the Captain America treatment? Oh, and reboot him in the future. They yeah. they keep trying. There's one. There's there's heaps set in them. Because he's he's a descendant, like he's a, he's the current one in a long line of, of mm. phantoms. So you can set him basically anywhere. There's there's one set in 2040. The Defenders of the Earth is set in the future. Right. Um, but yeah, it just never latches on. I mean, there's there's plenty of diehard fans and there's some good stories, but it's not. Yeah. Could is there a chance? Because he's it's from some other weird third. Uh, company, isn't it? Is uh, there a King chance Feature that w- Syndicate, yes. maybe one of the good ones could buy it and make it into a good thing? No, both Marvel and DC have tried. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Why thought, would Why yeah. would these people not want to make lo- billions of dollars? <laughs> why would you say no to Marvel knocking on your door? <laughs> no. Wait, you mean they've tried to do it or they've yeah, tried no, Mar- to buy Marvel, it? Marvel and DC have both had Phantom series. 
over the, the years. Right, and they just failed. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, I thought, you meant, I thought you meant they tried to buy it. Oh, and, then, and these king and features the, were like... The estate of Lee Fork was like, no, no, yeah. no, sir. I, no. I think I know what we're doing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, so the idea of a, uh, of, you know, man in tights meeting out justice, we had, you know, we had the Phantom, we had Flash Gordon, we had Buck Rogers, we had those kind of guys. But this was, they were, you know, they were, they were humans with a little bit of an edge and they were kind of, you know, they were... They were they were just they were just regular human beings more or less and but but Superman they were like okay well what if we gave him all the powers what if we, what if he was the mightiest man in the universe kind of thing um, and so um, should have called him Mighty Man. There is a Mighty Man. It's taken. <laughs> yeah. Try try and name another superhero. I bet they exist. Um, uh, microphone stand adjusting man. <laughs> oh. You've got me. All Thank right, you. Dave. Copyright. It sounds <laughs> fucking terrible. The, the estate of Lee Fork has tried to. Wait, but what about, like, say a realistically, okay, like um, something that's a, a positive word and then a type of human or thing? <laughs> the first one was, I thought of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, he's so iconic. What about uh, Excellent <laughs> Man? Mr. Excellent? So that sounds like... There's a Mr. Terrific. Fucking hell. <laughs> Mr. Terrific. It's a great... Captain Fun. Oh, if I can, if I can, co- <laughs> if I can cover all the bases. Hydro Man's real. Glorious uh, Owl girl. Man is real. Uh, he's he's, looking he's around pointed at a bottle of water. Owl Man was his watch. Um, Duff uh, Man. Duff, Duff, Duff Man's man. real. Yep. Mild alcoholic dependency man. That's Iron Man. That's Matt Stewart. That's Matt Stewart. <laughs> also oh, Matt Stewart. Hang on. Yep. Got you, mate. No, thank you. Yeah. So I mean, so so we start off with Action Comic Number One. That was in 1938. Uh, Ten cent cover price. Uh, bargain at the time. Um, was that a bargain at the time? No, it was about standard. And what's this? 1938. This is 1938. Oh, so yeah. A good year. <laughs> Very good year. Uh, and so Superman didn't get the whole issue. It was like a it was like an anthology issue. Uh, various other characters. Uh, Marco Polo, famous <laughs> adventurer, got a got a historical. Marco, uh, Marco, Marco Polo. Was yeah. he? Does he have superpowers? No, just regular. Oh, yawn. Am I right? Superman was the first one to have superpowers. Captain Snooze, he's a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. He's one of our own. Just saying. Uh, So, uh, um, (laughs) Superman only got 13 pages in the first issue. Was that a whole story or a to-be-continued type? It was a series of stories. So, he had a one-page origin. That was was one of the pages. Uh, He he finds a man who's beating up his wife and he just uh, thumps him. So, that's good. Um, But, like, like kills him? No, he doesn't die. Okay. He probably wishes he was dead, but... Superman doesn't kill people, right? Or is Mostly. that Batman? Batman doesn't. Superman has from time to time. Oh, yeah. If, if, uh... Superman. Yeah, I know, right? Set a good example, Such a mate. good boy. Yeah. Just killing uh, he, he saves uh, He saves a woman from the electric chair, wrongly convicted. Oh. Uh, and he, but do uh... they just recapture and try again? <laughs> That's... No, no, no. He goes to court. He yeah, presents new right. evidence. New evidence. Mm. <laughs> just very, very fast. He gets, a, he gets yep. a law degree to do so. You know. He fucking would. He didn't, he didn't save uh, Stompy the elephant, though. Oh no. Oh, no. No. That, oh, don't bring that up again. That made me so sad. That was really sad. Thomas Edison, you maniac. Thomas Edison, man? Uh, Electro. 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 Oh, yeah, supervillain Electro. Fuck. Static. Lightning lad. Lightning, Lightning lad. There aren't that many good girl this. ones. Do you name some good some names? good girl ones? That girl, Supergirl, Wonder she Woman, Hulk, Wonder Woman. She Hulk, She Hulk, yeah, She Hulk, superhero and lawyer. Yeah. She Hulk, yeah. That is a very silly. Doctor, Doctor X and Y. Oh yes. Instead of Doctor X. 
Chromosomes. Chromosomes. Chromosome joke. X and Y would be a man, though. Yeah, I think. Fuck. Otherwise, everyone would have immediately got that. Jess is still laughing at She-Hulk. Why is She-Hulk funny? Surely Electric Lad or whatever is funny. Lightning Lad. She-Hulk. That's so dumb. Uh, is, so Nick's, she, Nick's done a really nice thing in coming no, here no. today. He and you He didn't invent She-Hulk. Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm laughing at Nick. you know what? I'll take my laughs where I can get him. <laughs> Let's try it again. She-Hulk? <laughs> is She-Hulk, <laughs> She-Hulk respected? Are we going to be chastised yeah. for laughing at She-Hulk? No, no. She-Hulk is a... Uh, She-Hulk received a blood trans... She's, she's uh, the, the regular Hulk's cousin. She received a blood transfusion from the original Hulk. And she's also a lawyer. So <laughs> that's the funniest part of yeah. all. Jess still yes. laughing, Jessica. still laughing at the lawyer. She Hulk. No, it's still pretty funny. It's it so is funny. funny. Yeah, it's funny. What would would it have been fun? Like I don't know where you would go with it though, because all the other ones it ends in man, so you just yeah. flip that. But right. Hulk has got nowhere. You know where to grip hulk. onto Mrs. Hulk. Mrs. Hulk, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Mrs. Hulk, La- Lady Hulk. Yeah, could it just be? Hulk lady. Yeah. Because if it was just Hulk, it would be confusing, right? Mm. It's like, I'm I'm just the woman Hulk, but I just call Hulk because it's not right that I should have to... He doesn't have to have a Mr. Hulk. Why should I... Oh, You're shit, absolutely that's right. Funny. I mean, that's we're, funny. We're, 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 we're digging deep into something here. Like a lot I, of, is a this lot a, of... Do you reckon this is how most of them are created? Yeah. Four people sit around and just like... Probably. Back and forth until they're like, yeah, Chick Hulk. Yeah, Chick Hulk. Up? I'm actually really glad... This is so off topic, but I'm really glad my dad was not aware of She-Hulk because when I was... You might have been named She-Hulk no, as a child. Because, <laughs> because when I was like 12, because I always played basketball uh-huh. since I was about seven, and when I was 12, they changed the rules so that girls played with smaller basketballs because wow. they decided girls are weaker but we were used to the bigger ones so then I would, I would always throw the ball out of court because I, <laughs> I would strong. throw it stronger than <laughs> and my yeah. dad always used to go like nice pass Igor but She-Hulk would have been much been, funnier yeah, yeah. She-Hulk is that a thing for professional like uh, people in the um, WNBL the Women's National Basketball League do they play with smaller balls I couldn't say for sure but like I still play basketball and we play with a six and the men play with a seven so I would I would probably assume yeah. that is bizarre. It's so in the, weird. In the new women's AFL league, they're play, going to play with a smaller ball, yeah. and with two less players on the field. Oh, what? same size field. Same size field. Huh. Well, what? I mean, they're all randomly sized anyway in AFL. Why, but yeah. why? Yeah, that's a good point. Why less players? Is that less players. They're... It's just a, they reckon it's a better way to play. Just football. less bitchy that way. Yeah. Just less bitchy. Yeah. They've done science and 18 girls. That's why they're two or less players. Two of them are always going off the side to bitch about the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Oh, they're still no, there. No, because one's always just... offended and has to go and then her friend has to go with her. Mm. Stacey, wait. Mm. And then is the smaller ball, is the smaller ball pink? You can understand I'm very, I'm, that upsets me quite a bit. I hate that. Well, yeah, this, well, it, the less players are supposed, like 16 on the field is just, I think it's a better way. It's supposedly a better spectacle, but that's, I don't know. Apparently, apparently the players themselves... Tick this off. So I, cool. I was at first. I'm like, this is stupid. And then I read that. I'm like, well, I guess they've probably got more right to yeah. say than I do. That's so I'll fair. just slink back down in my chair. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. If they, if that's what they said, great. But it's just dumb. She-Hulk. <laughs> 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 Fucking She-Hulk. She-Hulk. But we had a good laugh. Oh, yeah, it's good. That it's quite fun, a bit. Sorry I to the derail. Listeners enjoyed. Enjoyed. She-Hulk. Just... Uh, sorry to derail. Please that's right. do go on. Oh, sure. 
Thank you. That's my first actual official do go on. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, guys. Um, uh, well, what is? Oh, he also rescues Lois Lane, who's his longtime love interest for like the last eighty years. So. Oh, uh, in the first, ep- first, in the first issue, first... yeah, wow. Lois Lane, yeah. So, but she wasn't the electric chair. No, different no. woman. He's just saving women left reckon, and right. Do you reckon Lois would be pretty jealous? That like that's that was often a that was that's been a foil for many years. Lois Lane, Lana Lang. They've... So jo- mm. Lois couldn't get over the fact that he saved someone from the electric chair. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, she was innocent. Lois. The evidence is there. <laughs> just look. Let him fry. <laughs> Steady on, Miss Lane. That God, was, yeah. was that her? That God, was my she, sounds, she sounds jaded. Mm. So, um, at this point, he was basically uh, he was. Uh, he could. He was superhumanly strong, and he could leap over tall buildings. So, hence the uh, you know more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. You know. Oh, okay. Like, Can I ask the the famous phrase? What's that? A bird? Is it mm-hmm. a plane? Is that an old thing, or is that a movie? No, that's from the radio show. Oh. Mm. Right. Did that come along? Oh, that was like 1943. Oh, okay. Which is yeah. like Matt's era version of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, Matt. Were you, you on that? Did you do some bloody... Matt, yeah, I was, I was there. Did some sound I, design I, I did, on that? yeah, some of the crinkling of paper. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. yeah. I can't remember what that was for, but that was fire. one of the... One of the yeah, Probably fire. heat vision. He didn't have heat vision at this point. He didn't have x-ray vision. He didn't have super breath. He didn't have... Oh. Super breath? Yeah. So, well, you know, like ice always breath. Minty. How do you, oh, yeah, always okay. minty. <laughs> How do, you, do you go to like university or something to get that? You don't think so. Can I get that? It's more a case of... A lo- you know, a lot of the, we were talking about, you know, a lot of, you were saying a lot of superheroes were probably developed around a, a room, just people going, you know, uh, what about this? What about mm. this? A lot of, I think a lot of this stuff was like, well, why not just, just throw it in? Just give him, why not? How, can, how can he get through that? I oh, can just use his extra vision. He can see through it. Why not? Yeah, he's, he's pinky's yeah. a key to every car in the world. Yeah. So, so the, ori- <laughs> I, mean, I guess the original incarnation of, of Superman, the idea was he'd come from a, the planet Krypton where everything was, it was a much more harsh environment. So, you know, the sun beat down harder and the gravity was much more intense. Right. And, and the, the, you know, the, 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 the air. She-Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> She-Hulk didn't Guys, exist. I'm trying to give you facts, all right? Guys, <laughs> It just popped into my head again. <laughs> if you need to leave the room, would you like some pictures of She-Hulk? No, I can. Okay. make it work. <laughs> but, like, the, the atmosphere was kind of like, you know, pea soup kind of, you couldn't see through it, so... You know, as a result, he was stronger and he could leap and he could, you know, see through. So, if everyone <laughs> from Krypton survived, they get just killed, right? The planet blows up? Yes, the planet uh, The planet was unstable. It had an unstable core. And so, uh, uh, Superman's father, Jor-El... Nicholas Cage's second job. That's right. <laughs> uh, he, he, uh, Jor-El! Jor-El! <laughs> Come back here! Get in, get in your room! Your planet's about to be destroyed! God! Get out, of, uh, get out of my Datsun in the lounge room. <laughs> he uh, he was like, the planet's going to be destroyed. I'm going to put my son in this ship and and send him off to Earth. And nobody else believed him. And then the planet was destroyed. So all the other Kryptonians were right. Were Why did Jor El get in the plane? It wasn't enough resources to build the, another spaceship. Oh, okay. that's yeah. good. I thought there was going to be no answer <laughs> to that. So I feel like a bit of an idiot. I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't realize all that stuff about the yeah the harsh environment and stuff. That's that's a really sweet way of explaining it. Well, that's that's old school. Um, he's uh, Superman's been rebooted a number of times, and the explanation has changed. You know, so over. over but right. from that original one, if the planet hadn't survived, would everyone be as good as Superman? Yes, they, they if they came to our planet. Yeah, they would. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Is that what happens with people like Supergirl and stuff? They're like, yes, oh, it turned, we we'll see, a... after a while they go, okay, well, what if there was another Superman? And so they're like, when it was a lady, let's make Supergirl. So it turns out that uh, Supergirl's father had also 
put her in a rocket. It turns out there wasn't enough resources for one more rocket, so they put her in the rocket. And she was actually older than uh, she was. A, she was a, so, sort of a teen girl at the time, and she was sent to Earth. But it went the you know it, it flew off course. By the time she ended up on Earth, Superman had grown up to Superman, and she was still a girl. Oh, so, oh, that means yeah. that they can't. Okay, so that's why she's girl and not Superwoman. Because yes. that, mm. but, do you but not... there is a Superwoman, so don't worry yeah. about that. Good, good. <laughs> There's already a Superwoman, but she's a Supergirl because mm. she's still a teenager. Correct. Gotcha. Mm. Right. Yeah. So nothing can happen between Superman and Supergirl. No, they're cousins. Ew. So, Dave. So, what's the problem? <laughs> oh, Dave, no. no don't, let me, Dave. You already know about the purity. You, you don't, don't. Yeah, you know about you, purity. Don't, you know all yeah. about that, mate. So don't. But she and him are the only two compatible people that aren't going to kill the other one. So th- what? Therefore, it's okay to fuck your cousin. God, you're sick, Warnicky. Sicko. Yuck. Gross, then, man. I mean, then what happens, Dave? What's the next generation? Yeah, what then? Mm. What then, Dave? They've got super tumours and super bloody... Super yeah. extra thumbs. I don't want any of that. You don't want an extra thumb? I kind of want an extra yeah. thumb now that I think about Come it. Come on. Yeah. Three think about thumbs it. up. Three thumbs up. Yeah, I'm having a great time. <laughs> uh, do go on. Okay, so, yeah, so eventually, yeah, over the over the many years... Uh, I, guess, I mean, I guess the number one conceit of uh, that the, the Superman... Uh, had that none of the other heroes had. Like, if you think of the Phantom, you think of Buck Rogers, those kind of guys. They were always that guy. You know, they were always... It was always... You know, the the, the most... Uh, the, the greatest difference was the Phantom would occasionally put on a trench coat and he'd be the Phantom wearing a trench coat. But... Uh, <laughs> would he say that? Hello, I am the Phantom <laughs> wearing a trench, a trench coat. coat. But uh, uh, S- Superman's creators, they they invented the conceit of sort of the, the super secret identity. So Superman was... You know, he was this paragon of virtue when he was Superman, but when he wasn't, he was just Clark Kent, who was this bumbling reporter. And, like, that, so that sort of, I guess, struck a chord with, you know, kids especially, because he, like, he loved Lois Lane, but she loved Superman. Like, she had no interest in, in this bumbling, this bumbling oh, idiot Clark Kent. And it kind of, I guess, I guess for kids and teens especially, it was sort of like this, um, you know... I'm. I had. You know. I have so much more to offer. If once only, you know the if real only, me. Yeah, if once you know the real me. Exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah. I'm. Um, at, why do nice guys always? <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a nice guy. Why don't the girls look at me? Mm. Was that you as a teenager, Maddie? No, that was me uh, doing Dave. That as was a you last week. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, hang on. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, that's it. Yeah. Did you hear that? Matt was trying to pin one on me and Jess slammed one on him. Oh, classic Perkins. I was being too real and Jess felt sorry for Dave. I.e. Jess never feels sorry for Dave. Mm-hmm. She just wants to make you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that. over the years, uh, Superman developed all these various uh, powers, you know, the heat vision and the flight and the millions of other powers. And, yeah, it was just kind of boardroom kind of thing. The, the only, uh, for, a while, for a long time, his only weakness in the universe was kryptonite. And we were speaking about the, the radio show. In, um, in the, the kryptonite was invented basically because... Um, you know, radio shows you you couldn't draw them obviously because they're you know they're real, performed by real what? people. No, that's true. It's true, <laughs> Jess. I just don't think guys. List- I'm not a, I'm not a bloody report veteran like you guys. All right. <laughs> I just but- don't think the listeners could like even imagine what a radio show would be like. No, no. Just seems- just voices in your ears. Seems Ugh. dumb. It's weird. So basically, um, uh, the guy who played the voice of, of Superman on the radio show. This was in the forties. Uh, Bud Collier. Basically, he did was- you know him, Matt? Yeah, it was my uh, best man. Son? 
Oh yeah, this I was trying grandson. to. Grandson. Wait, is it? Is yeah, younger than me is funnier, right? Yeah, it's funnier. Yeah, yeah he's my great great grandson. <laughs> I still almost <laughs> fucked it, but yeah, he's like way younger than me. I uh, hope he's doing well, that young buck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, basically, uh, Bud Collier, who was the voice of Superman, was like, "I kind of want to take a vacation from this. I just don't want to. I want. I want a few weeks off for whatever people did in the forties." Um, and so <laughs> the premise, they were like, "Okay, well, we need to. We need to." weaken him and we need to trap him and so basically they invented kryptonite they put him in a kryptonite cage that weakened him and they just had a stand-in just groan in pain for several episodes oh my so god so basically it was like you know it was like you know perry white who was the you know the head of uh, the, the the daily planet going where's superman we've got to find superman to, to stop this and lois lane's oh my god i love superman where is he and then just cut to Superman going, oh, oh, I'm in such pain. That's oh, amazing. Oh, so funny. So that's, that's how most of these things are invented. That's... Guys, pre-record, you nerds. Oh, then <laughs> go on holiday. What's the idea? So the so what is Krypton? Krypton? Oh, Kryptonite is... So Kryptonite. When, oh, that, that's right. So Krypton uh, had an unstable core, and so uh, Superman escapes. Supergirl escapes. Crypto the Superdog escapes. Uh, Crypto the, the sorry who? Crypto the Crypto super, the Superdog. What That's breed? A joke he's one. a no. He's, he doesn't have a specific breed. He's white. He's like he looks kind. Of, it's like a Labrador. It's kind of like a white Labrador. So he's a bit of a mix. Yeah, he's a mix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a mutt. He's a mutt. <laughs> super super bitzer. Mm. Uh, various other. Whoever needed to escape to be added in the series later escaped, yep. uh, and then Krypton exploded, and the remnants of Krypton became these glowing green rocks called Kryptonite, which are which are lethal to Kryptonians. Right, and well, why is that are they for lethal any, yeah. if it's their planet? Okay, well, who's to say? Yeah. There's okay. no. I, 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 Look, you've had a lot of good what, answers what, so far, Nick. What, Dave? There's nothing on Earth that could kill us. Mm, that's a good question. I can't, Even I can't, regular rocks. I can't think. I can't, yeah, people have been killed by regular rocks. What do you reckon enough? about that? Name one, one thing that could kill me. Asbestos. Hasn't Asbestos yet? man. Asbestos man. Is that a thing? Um, rat no. sack lady. Oh. Oh, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. She-Hulk with a bag <laughs> of rats. Lady Asbestos. Asbestos. <laughs> we like that. She-Hulk. Mm. That's silly. Anyway, Action Comics number one. So people, uh, they made about 200,000, they printed about 200,000 copies of Action Comics number one. But I mean, comic books, uh, up, comic books up until the, maybe the 90s, nobody cared about comic books. They were like the newspaper. You would, you'd read it, you'd, you'd show it to your friends, you'd pass them around, uh, you'd stick them in your back pocket or whatever. And so of the 200,000 copies left, there's maybe a hundred left now. Oh wow! It's, uh, so it's one hundred. One maybe probably less now. Wow! And um, who were the people keeping them? Were they like just oh, accidentally? Got a list of all hundred. No, well, I just mean you were they were they people <laughs> who were like going, "I love this so much, I want to keep it," or were they just people who, for some reason, just found it later in there? Well, well, we'll get to it in a little bit, but a lot of them had just survived by chance. Like right. it's just wow. where they happen to be. You know, an abandoned building or a what have you, and they've Amazing. just been—they've survived sandwiched between something else. That's cool. And they've just happened to happen to survive. Yeah. Fuck, check your sandwiches, people. Yeah. Um. <laughs> sandwiches. He looks so proud, but also hates himself. <laughs> so anyway, Nicholas Cage's copy of Action Comics number one. Um, yes, I'm very. So he proud. he had one. He's had he had one of the best. Um, so it, it was a it was a near mint. <laughs> so when he bought it, they they didn't have. It, there wasn't a real grading system, but they they were like, "Oh, this is near, this is near mint. It looks pretty great." Later, they developed a grading system from one through ten. Is ten being ten is the best? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So and <laughs> that's good. Dave, oh. that's the most 
surprising thing today? The higher the number, the better the condition? <laughs> well, do I need to tell you that whoever comes number one at the Olympics gets the gold? Oh. Thank you. But what if they found a better copy? What if number one was the best and they found an even better copy? What would you do then? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Two gold medals. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, okay. This is a three gold medal rated. It's got its gold and yeah. a gold <laughs> and silver copy. 407 gold medal rating. Mm. No, okay. so um, so do they later say what Nicolas Cage's version would be? From yeah, one we'll, to... we'll get right. We'll get to it. Very, Sorry, very stop easily. skipping ahead. Oh, no, no, please. I can't wait. I just love yeah. this. I okay, love it so, so much. So here's Nimin. So um, the first time it ever appeared, unnamed buyer, unnamed seller, uh, it was sold at Sotheby's, which is the, the big auction house in England, mm-hmm. for $86,000. That's in 1993. Sotheby's. Uh, Sotheby's. That's fun. Um, then it was bought by a man named Stephen Fischler. He owns a, a big uh, collectible store in New York called Manhattan Collectibles. He bought it for $135,000 in 1996. Oh. And then Mm-mm. in just uh, sort of 1996, 1997, um, Nicolas Cage was signed on to do a Superman movie. It was called Superman Lives. It uh, doesn't. It, it, it never came about. Oh, but he, no. was, he was fitted for the costume. There I've seen a video of it. Oh, yeah. would, would, it, would I have seen a video or yeah, you, photos? No, you would have seen video and video. photos. Yeah. Yeah. And, and was oh, he, it looked great. No, he would have been so excited. Was yeah, right. he absolutely stoked? Yeah, that was, that was oh, his, was like, his dream. No. Yeah. I'll do it for free. Right, well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and he... he there's, there's footage of that. There's um, Kevin Smith, the, the film director. He was brought on to write a draft of that script. And... Uh, the the producer John Peters, who also produced the 1989's Batman movie, he was give, he gave Kevin Smith three notes. Um, I don't want to see him in the suit. That's Nicolas Cage, Superman. I don't want to see him in the suit for the whole movie. Yeah, I don't want to see him fly. What? And he has to fight a giant spider in the third act. <laughs> Those are the three. Those are three really dumb notes, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm no film buff. Mm. I did a bit of film studies oh, yes. at university, mm. but that. Sounds like a really dumb idea. And I know my arachnids. Yeah. Hey, I... what would Sidney Scheinberg think of that, do you reckon? Spider, how about a ladybug? <laughs> Kids love ladies! <laughs> I think that's what he'd say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember She-Hulk? <laughs> Get She-Hulk in the fourth act! I'll be yeah. back to She-Hulk in a couple of weeks, guys. I'll... <laughs> um, oh, She-Hulk origins. I'll die. Yeah, so I mean, I guess that that's the kind of... Met... So this was going to be a Tim Burton film... And I think so. Interest- but, but he, so he, wow. Tim Burton was going to direct it. Yeah, this was after after Batman. They're like, you're the guy. You're the oh my you're the god. Director. And wow. the guy that produced Batman, which was good. And John well, Peters, we'll former hairdresser, what? who became the movie <laughs> producer. God, uh, yeah, but I think there was there was a lot. There were a lot of drafts. There were a lot of meddling. People couldn't uh, people couldn't settle on a script for a really long time. And then people dropped. Tim, Tim Burton dropped out because he didn't want to be a comic book movie guy anymore and it all just sort of fell to pieces. But to, in, in their defence, I'm sure you must have seen much more comic book movies than most of us. <laughs> have you seen ones that are worse than a giant spider? Surely there's worse. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds ridiculous, uh, but maybe it could have been great. The Fabulous Four, for instance? Or is it Fantastic Four. Fantastic is, Four. Or, yeah, that's, fabulous. I wish there were a giant spider in that. <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> uh, John Peters later, later went on to produce the Will Smith uh, film, Wild Wild West. Oh, wow. That, and in and the, there was uh, a giant spider? In the finale, there's a giant robot spider, so apparently that's his thing. Oh, oh that God. is Maybe so it's his funny. signature move. He's got a weird fetish. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, it was not, wasn't great. But it made a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so, wild Wild West. So to, so to prepare for this role, um, uh, uh, Cage went to uh, Stephen Fischler, who's this uh, collectibles owner, uh, who had Action Comics number one, and he bought 400 vintage comics, and one of them was Action Comics number one, which he bought for $150,000. He bought 400 comics? 400 comics. Were they all, Just... sp- all Superman? 
No, they were all just an assortment. I think he wanted to get into the... What to... the fuck? Yeah. I think 400. He, I think, I, you know what? I think it was... Because he, he's always been, like I said, this obsessive collector. He's always been into this sort of stuff. I think it might have been a case of, well, if I buy 400 at a time and I say it's a research thing, I can write it off. And then, like, oh. and then you, you automatically about... got a collection too. It's not like yeah, beginning exactly. a collection yeah. where you've just got a three and you're yeah. like, no, it's a collection. That's right. You get start with four hundred. You're a collector. Mm. Exactly. What? What? Can I ask? You know how he's oh. obviously into Superman so much that he names his kid the real name. Yep. In this time, was he into Superman, or did buying this comic make him even more obsessed? Do you reckon? Oh, that's. Or a was good he question. already an obsessive Superman? I feel Nicholas Cage is always at num is at level ten obsessed with. With everything at From all one time. to ten, so, yeah. Sotheby's was giving <laughs> I don't, him a ten. I don't think he could go over or under that at any point. Wow. So, uh, so anyway, uh, Superman. Uh, origin of Superman. So uh, Superman was uh, created by uh, the writer Joe Siegel and uh, uh, sorry Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, who are these. Um, they were they've been kids. They they, they they grew up. They were friends together uh, in Toronto in Canada, um, and so uh, Joe Schuster he he grew up on like comic strips. Uh, his father would. Uh, you know, show him, put him up on his knee and show him all the comic strips. Some of his favourites, I, I took note of this because I thought they were fun. Uh, his favourite comic strips are the Cats and Jammer Kids, Boob McNutt, because this is a character from the, from the 30s. Uh, happy... do, do you know anything, anything about the no. plot of Boob McNutt? No, I, I think it's, the less we know the better. And it's difficult to Google that. Speaking of uh, happy, another one, Happy Hooligan and Barney Google. was, a, was ah, a, Barney Google. Was a... Not as good as Boob McNutt, but... No. Um, Barney Google. So anyway, uh, so Schuster was this... Uh, Sort of tiny little teenager who wanted to be a tough guy, and I, uh, you know, he was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was the kind of uh, after school workout and eat raw eggs kind of. Oh, he was that kind Dave. of kid. <laughs> I really um, like this guy. <laughs> and he uh, he illustrated a comic strip for his high school newspaper. Dave, um, and... <laughs> <laughs> is, is this my life? <laughs> mm. uh, so uh, he he met uh, these two met in 1931, um, and they 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 worked together on this. Uh, little little fanzine school newspaper kind of thing, which they sold for fifteen cents. Oh, uh, so per, more than copy. Superman? Yeah, for more than yeah, Ooh. yeah. Um, and yeah, so they, in nineteen thirty three, they created a character called uh, they created a story called the Reign of the Superman, where su- this Superman was this bald villain with mental powers. Uh, didn't really go anywhere, so that's fun. But, uh, <laughs> but I can think about plenty of bald. Bald people with superpowers to come. Mm, yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> Why do they have to be bald to get the thoughts out of their head? <laughs> <laughs> it's like hairs trapping them in. Yeah. Imagine Professor Xavier from X-Men with an afro. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> oh, they just glue an afro wig to his head and he just can't do his telekinesis. <laughs> uh, so, so Jerry Siegel said um, in an interview in, in the 80s, he said, as a high school student, I thought someday I might become a reporter and I had a crush on several attractive girls who either didn't know I existed or didn't care I existed. Dave. Uh, as, a, as a matter of fact, some of them looked like they hoped I didn't exist. Uh, it occurred to me, what if I was real terrific? What if I had something special going for me, like jumping over buildings or throwing cars around? Then maybe they'd notice. That was there. Girls yeah. of the 30s were very different. I know, right? If you can't throw a car, they got... If you can't throw a, a Chevrolet, they got no interest. But uh, So that's, that's the story you gave. Many, many years later, so... Uh, just before he, he passed away, he actually told the story that um, his father was a tailor. His name's Mitchell uh, uh, Siegel. And in, the, in 1932, uh, three men went into his father's tailor shop and robbed the, the tailor shop, and his father died of a heart attack while that was happening. Oh, no. And, uh, and then, you know, very soon afterwards, he, created, he suddenly created this character who is, 
you know, super strong and invulnerable and can leap over tall buildings. Oh. And he went 50 years. He didn't tell anybody that story, which is... Oh, man. Wow. Fun fact, right? <laughs> super, well, super fun fact. That's amazing. Mm. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. I gotta get something off my chest. Okay. I ate. Your last biscuit. I was that saving been, them for my wedding. That has been stressing. <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. It feels a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively, and that had been affecting me. And that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry, but I did take the last biscuit that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-G-O. Uh, so anyway, so they, they shopped Superman around for uh, years and years and years, so, you know, 33, so five-ish years. Um, and in 1938, they went to DC Comics uh, and they, they pitched Superman to them and the company paid them for this 13-page story in Action Comics number one, $130, and they split it half, uh, down the middle. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right, 65 bucks each. What? Pretty, pretty good. Um, and with the check, they got a check. Uh, the agreement was that they got de- uh, Detective Comics got the exclusive right to the character of Superman to have and hold forever. A few months later, they were hired to become staff writers at DC. Uh, they again signed a deal naming Detective Comics the exclusive owner of their work, including Superman. Um, what? This has been this has been described as the original sin of comic books because this that's kind of set the precedent. You create a character, no matter what oh. happens, to that character if they put it on lunchbox, they make it into movies, they what have you. You got you got what you paid. You, you got no. you paid for, for that day, and that was it. Uh, so here's a little fun fact. So um, here's another fun one of these fun facts you love, <laughs> Jess Perkins. Okay. So um, Stephen Fischler, Manhattan Collectibles, our our friend who who sold Nicolas Cage, all this stuff. He uh, he actually acquired uh, some. I think a, a bank representative uh, sold him the the check that, that, or he somehow acquired the check, the one hundred and thirty dollar check that they got. Uh, that was sold to a collector for one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. So, so even the paper it's written on is right? worth a thousand times the amount. Right. Exactly. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But She-Hulk, though. <laughs> yeah, right. That's fun. That's fun. That's still paying the big bucks. Oh, yeah. Right. That's the good stuff. Um, yeah, but I mean, Superman, again, as, as we know, Superman since became this, you know, profoundly iconic character, you know, movies, TV shows, cartoons, lunchboxes. He's done a bit. Yeah, he's done a bit, right? He's done the four major mediums. Yeah. TV, movies, radio, lunchboxes. Yeah, that's what you want. That's a big four. Mm-hmm. The big four. God, the day that there's a do-go on lunchbox, <sighs> be a Imagine. happy day. Mm. 
Well, if you oh. contribute $1,000 a month to the Patreon, we will mail you an exclusive Duga One lunchbox. <laughs> Only $1,000 a month. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we'll, we'll wait here. Yeah. You get your checkbooks. Yep, mm. we'll print 1000 in advance. <laughs> Imagine that. We get a million dollars a month. That's too many dollars. That would make me anxious. <laughs> well. That's too much money. Uh, where are we? <laughs> Riches make you make you nervous. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So we talk, we were talking about uh, 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 Matt. You were saying where did all these Superman? Where did these action comics number one? All the old vintage comics went yeah. up. So uh, um, back to Manhattan collectibles. Uh, he once uh, our, our friend Stephen Fischler once auctioned a low grade copy of uh, of action comics number one. So this is a one point five out of ten. Out of ten. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. So this so, yeah. <laughs> put it in the bin. <laughs> So, so <laughs> look, I don't want to have to explain. Why even bother? Explain scaling to our listeners, mm. but one point five—that is only one point five of the way to ten. Yeah, that's right. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent. Yeah. Which is half of thirty, and even that wouldn't be that good. You got a thirty percent. You put that put it in the bin. Um. So basically, uh, a man named David Gonzalez. He was a, a contractor. He was renovating a home that was built in nineteen thirty-eight. And he smashed through a wall, and he found use, being used as insulation a whole bunch of newspapers. Oh, and he no. shuffled through them, and there was uh, Action Comics number one just being just stuffed into the wall. Did he realise what he had straight away? Yes, he did. Well, but here's the thing. Wow. Okay, here's the thing, though. Imagine so, the moment. So basically, yeah. he went, he went, uh, he went home, and he was like, "Check this out. Look what I've got." And his his wife's aunt was there, big family home, and she was like, "This isn't worth anything. This is this is kind of oh, rubbish." And they no, they no, tussled no. over it. And uh, and he accidentally ripped the back cover oh, off. No. Um, why so, would you? Why would you be like so adamant that you were like, no, nope, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it I, off you and put it in the bin. That's how worse. So so tearing the back cover oh. took it down, I guess, to a 1.5, and that took seventy five thousand dollars off the market value. Oh, that but, bitch! But it still sold for one hundred seventy. <laughs> still sold for one hundred seventy five thousand. That so, absolute so, bitch. And did David Gonzalez get it, or the person who owns the house that he was renovating? Doesn't say. Oh no! Fuck that. He gets it. Yeah, look, Do you yeah. yeah, yeah, it seems that way. Fuck yeah. them. Mm. No, might have been. A, might have been. Could have been a condemned home. Finders keepers. Yeah. losers. Would... Fuck off. Well, I know that oh, that went wrong. Right, right. I thought it was yeah. going to go. Because in a way, this is kind That's of the Perkins way. This, I guess it's the form of archaeology, and in a way, often people they make a deal. Like if I find something on your property, yeah, we'll split the profits. Right. Well, I mean, uh, they, I don't think you make that kind of deal when you hire a trader to come in and <laughs> renovate. Cause you're from not, now on, you're, if anyone ever comes into my house, they must sign a clause that if they find some sort of valuable hidden in the wall. I think I think it should you be You don't the, own the house. I think it should be the... Yeah, the homeowner don't. should get it, I reckon. No. You'd might be, been, you, might, they might have been dead. Maybe they should. Oh, look. There's a fun fact. No, look, I reckon, I reckon they were dead, and I think it's fine. But if yeah. they were alive... Maybe they should have got off their bums and been renovating the house themselves then. Mm, do what do, do hey? I do No, you're just, you're being, I reckon you're being unreasonable. I don't <laughs> think I am at all. I say, as I mentioned before, finders keepers, losers, everybody. I've got Jess's phone now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can you keep that? Yeah. Oh, only, only Jess's. You didn't find it. It was sitting on the table just in front of Just found it over me. here. It's not finding <laughs> found it. Found on the table. Found it. I was sitting in front of it. It's mine. Yeah, it was in the wall what of is, their house. What the bloody hell is this? That's oh, my, it's they, my phone. They often turn on each other. I know, right? It's fine. You don't I'm, know I'm the just passcode. Glad they're not turning on me. It's good. Well, I can figure out a passcode. Can you? One day they'll develop a certain amount of familiarity with me, and that will breed contempt, and then I'll be pounced upon. That's right. But for now, you are a guest in our home. <laughs> oh, so and good. If whatever you find in our walls, you keep. <laughs> that, thank you. 
Dave, no. <laughs> I found some soundproof. Can I get the soundproof tiles? Oh, definitely. Sure, go for it. Okay, yours, so in mate. 2008, uh, we had another Action Comics number one. That was a six out of ten. Oh. So that was $317,200. That's what they got for it. Uh, in 2010, we had one that was an eight, and that was Whoa. $1 million. That got that $1 million flat. A million. Um, and then uh, later on in uh, 2010, there was an Action Comics number one that was an 8.5, and that got $1.5 million. Nicolas Cage's copy is a nine. So, what? So, a yeah. nine. Yeah. A nine. And is. Does a 10 exist, or do we not know? We'll get to that. <gasps> yeah. It's starting to sound like an inside job. But I mean, short answer, short answer is yes. There's, okay. a, there's a 10. The 10 exists. Bit of sizzle. Well, actually, uh, it's like a 9495. So, so pretty good. It, it's Rambler. almost like it's not possible to be a ten because a ten would be straight off the press in yeah, the olden right, days, exactly, back yeah. when I was in Nobody a, a boy. It. Yeah, yeah back when I was a boy. They're, they're, they're so stringent. Like if you if you turn a page and you've got a little bit of grease on your hand and right. and you turn that, then it then it's it's not a ten anymore. Yeah. Something built into my personality means I don't want a one point five. Someone's offering me. I was like, I don't want your shitty <laughs> ripped pages yep. in my house. I don't want to be anywhere near it. What's the lowest you'd settle for? Well, I'd question. have to, I'd have to look at what they what they actually mean, but I'm guessing probably an eight and a half. Really? Wow. So the the okay the one point five million. Yeah. Okay. I'd that's take... kind of that's my that's my when I'm starting to think about making a bid. I'd take yep. a two or three, I reckon. But it's, that, it's loved. It's got a story. It's got right, history. Yeah. Oh, look! Yeah. I, I just need, I want it intact. To tell you the story. Oh, big time! Yeah, right. Yeah. It, what happens if the it says inside the front page like what number would it be if it's like it's very good apart from inside the front it says a property of little David Warnicky. <laughs> oh, and it's mm. very good, like as new. Yeah, as new. So it's just inside no cover. Wonder. Good yeah, one, Dave. That probably, that's probably an eight, I reckon. So okay. I just cost myself a couple hundred grand. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Fuck. Yeah, that's right. Do your parents write inside books? Like their name and stuff? Uh, I think they used to. Maybe when we were kids. Yeah. My granddad had a... Because he had a collection of over 5,000 books. Whoa. He had a huge wow. library. And uh, some of them on the inside, he had either a stamp made up, said property of James <gasps> Ferguson, or... Uh, he had stickers made up, so they'd go on the inside. That's great. But, mm. yeah, you say great, but they've just gone from a 10 to an 8.5, right. apparently. And if you want to peel that sticker off, you might cause even more damage. Yeah. Then, it's, then it's a 7. Then you don't have a, oh. a 6, yeah. yeah. And then Matt doesn't even want it anymore. No, oh, yeah. put it in the, the Jess will yeah. take it. <laughs> would you guys like to know how the thieves stole the Action Comics number one? Nah. Yes, so, so, I would. <laughs> All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> I love, yes, please. I love a good thieving story. Okay, yeah. well, this is a pretty good one. So, basically, uh, he had he had his comic book room. And it was sort of all these sort of locked, locked chests full of comic books. Oh, I'm starting to feel I'm starting to feel a lot less sorry for the guy that can afford a comic book <laughs> room. Mm. So sort of these 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 armored like steel comic book chests. The room was also guarded by a puma. <laughs> <laughs> and and he wanted to you know he couldn't put he couldn't put them all on his wall. So he had these uh, uh, glass case bulletproof glass cases around oh, get his his um. His room. How about give some money to charity? Jesus. <laughs> there's there's comics books that look a waste. Wait, but, just let me ask you this. Do you think he's a bad person? <laughs> no, he's full he's he's a colourful character. Colourfully terrible. <laughs> In a way, that's what I meant. You didn't let me finish. Um so basically he liked to rearrange it like he had all, had them all in the chests. Uh, and so he liked to rearrange. He liked to, you know, put put the new ones up or the, you know, his latest acquisitions or whatever his favourite one he was thinking about at the time. So basically, he had one. There was one key to unlock. You could unlock all the the uh, the, the bulletproof glass 
uh, cases and he would swap them in and out. Um, and so what the thieves did... Bulletproof? Who's going to shoot comic books? Yeah. Well, I'm going to shoot this one out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've just made it a point five. It's covered in bullets. I just smashed the glass, you idiot. Why are you going to shoot? What is... That's very well, silly. I mean, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's impervious to bullets as well as anything less than less a bullet. than bullets. Yeah. <laughs> no, I understand that, but I mean, like. Well, I can't get through with a bullet, but this screwdriver <laughs> should do the trick. <laughs> but I just mean, like, when you when you're putting when you're designing that room and you're talking with your architect and you're like, okay, and I'd like them behind glass cabinets. Oh shit. <laughs> Better make it bulletproof. <laughs> like, fuck you. Well, I think when you also when you're a Hollywood celebrity, you don't want anything less than bulletproof. Oh, you want a car, to... you want a bulletproof window. That's a good point, yeah. yeah. Do I need to remind you that despite the fact that they were bulletproof, it was still stolen somehow? Oh, that's right. Okay, so so he would like to swap them out. And so <laughs> he what the one, th- did he wear the key around his neck? <laughs> well, here's the thing. In a bulletproof container. <laughs> that's right. Which contained its own you know, its own lock. So basically what happened is the thief the thief somehow managed to get into his house. And they went into they made it they made it past the Puma and they went into Very they good. made it past the Jaguar the D type Jag and they made it wow, past a Puma and a Jaguar. that's right yeah and they made it past the dinosaur the scary dinosaur skulls and they got into the comic book room and then they got the key which was placed right in front of all the cabinets oh, you and they unlocked Are you fucking all the cabinets kidding? And so the one key was just sitting there just sitting there well, where else I hate he, him. otherwise he'd leave it <laughs> in a lot of ways that makes the key almost pointless in and a the, way and the glass it? yeah and the glass yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they took the Action Comics number one out and they, they took take, off with it. Did they take any others or just that yes, one? Yes, they did. They took four. Well, they took... Uh, they took all 400. <laughs> Cage, Damn it! Cage initially uh, thought they took four, but it turned out that one of them was just lost in his house. Uh, and then he called... A, a, a year later, he was like, two dozen more have been stolen, but it turned out, again, just in his house. But where? where? On the toilet? I guess so, yeah. Behind it takes, the, takes yeah. them to read and then So they, they knew out. what was going on. They knew he had them and they went and picked well, out three thing, important and, and, ones. And this, this home apparently was, you know, it was he had a lot of Hollywood parties. His birthday's in January, so potentially he had a thousand people over for his birthday and people just wandered in and yoink. I don't know a thousand people. Mm. No, scratch that. I don't like a thousand people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Nicholas Cage does either. I don't think I like a hundred people. <laughs> Nah, probably. Yeah, I mean, uh, so so um, <laughs> so Hrychek, who was the the investigator, apparently that's he said that that was fairly common, sort of in Hollywood. If something really expensive had been stolen, it's they somebody had just left it unlocked, or they hadn't turned, you know, they had a million dollar alarm system, they just didn't switch it on. Uh, have you, have you ever a... seen uh, the movie The Bling Ring, directed by Nicolas Cage's cousin Sophia Coppola? No, no. but does it does it star Hermione Granger? Yes, it does. Emma Watson oh. is in it. Hermione Granger. Pardon me. Yes, mm. Hermione Granger. <laughs> Yes, I've seen I've seen the trailer for it. Then it's just, honestly, it's about Paris Hilton uh, being robbed several times because she just left the front door unlocked. Mm. They just waltz into her house and steal like a million dollars of jewels and they're teenagers. So it goes, uh, there, there and was, it's based on a true story. I will say yeah. that. Oh my god! Well, there's one story here that he he uh, related that uh, a musician in the Los Angeles Philharmonic Orchestra went home with a Stradivarius cello, a three and a half million dollar Stradivarius cello. He uh, he had his hands full. He put some. He was like, okay, I'll just put this here and this here in my bag here on top of my car. And then he just shuffled around. He's like, okay, grab my keys, got everything. And he opened his door and he went to bed. And then he came up, woke up the next day like, oh, where's the cello? He left it on the roof of his car and somebody had just taken it. So, and he lost the Stradivarius. Yeah. Did he get it back? Not the purpose of this report, Dave. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder well, if he had insurance. I like yeah. how you think uh, the answers for everything are there. <laughs> 
Dave, Everyone. I don't know. I don't know anything if it's not about Spider Man or something. Warren. I got or She Hulk. I got. No, so how, no did you, how did you come across that story then? Oh, this this was just uh, Rychek, who's the the man who investigated all the. Oh, so he. Oh, he. Oh, sorry, pardon me. Art theft guy. Yeah. He, uh, so uh, anyway, a few days li- I, a few days uh, later, a few days after the theft, um, our friend Fischler got a call from another comic book store owner. Uh, someone called and asked about the three comics. That was stolen. Like, well, how much would I get for these particular uh, items? You know, oh, just like the where, Mona Lisa, the guy where, that took where, it. Where would I? Where would I sell them? What would I do? Sort of thing. Um, call left, no contact details. Never called back. Hypothetically, yeah. hypothetically, if I had Nicholas Cage as a jaguar, <laughs> <laughs> what do you feed a panther? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> He's like, I deal in antiques. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in two thousand and two. Uh, the word got around in the comic book dealing industry that there was somebody in Memphis was selling some of these issues, uh, and maybe it was Nick Cage's uh, stolen in issues. But um, they got a local police, they got a uh, search warrant. Uh, they turned out it was fakes. It was a man who had uh, gotten scans of the covers, uh, like copies of the covers, and he'd put uh, lingerie catalogs in between, oh, and, he'd, and he'd. Stuck them together and he'd put them in a sealed, like a plastic bag, and yeah. be like, "These Did are too he... valuable to take out of yeah. this." But you have to trust me; this is the real. Did you yeah. think that anyone would trust him? He put a little sticker on in the front of it. It said, yeah. "Property of Nicholas Cage." Mm. <laughs> and also, bearing in mind these are, these are people who will leave their Stradivarius on the roof of their car, so they'll probably be like, "Oh yeah, that does sound safe." So don't take it out. Um, yeah, I mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of various sightings. Nothing ever really sort of turned up. Um, and the sort of trail went cold for quite some time. Right, um, and I imagine, are these insured? Yes, they were insured. So yeah. he's getting paid back anyway. I guess so, but the the investigation has to like it. it, it uh, they have to drop the investigation, I think, first before they can. And are we th- are we thinking it might be a Nicolas Cage inside job? Because I have seen like sort of BuzzFeed style <laughs> articles before. How did Nicolas Cage spend two hundred million dollars? Right, exactly. Like he yeah. went. Did he go bankrupt? Is that a thing? Uh, he owes the IRS like $16 million or something like that in back taxes. He, he has a number of castles. Um, <laughs> oh, come so on. You yeah. can't have a portfolio of castles. You get one and then you, you're done. Surely. One, one and, and done. One and done. One and done, yeah. That's what they Surely. say in the castle biz. Are you in the castle biz, Dave? I am uh, a prospecting to get into the castle biz. Cut. What are you looking for? Just like a 13 bedroom? Oh, no. Anyway, does anybody want to hear about twenty plus? Anybody want to hear about the continuing adventures of Siegel and Schuster, the luckiest two boys in uh, in in the comic book industry? Yes, the people that didn't get paid for their. That's correct. Okay, so um, they're doing pretty good from like thirty eight to forty seven. They're doing pretty good uh, because they were on staff writing. Uh, Apparently, uh, they would split seventy in nineteen forty. They split seventy five grand in gross salary, so that's before taxes, which is very quite good at the time. Mm. Uh, Siegel said actually it was less than that. Um, but, you know, who knows? Uh, in 1943, Siegel went into... He was drafted into the army. Uh, while he was away, DC published Superboy, which was the adventures of Superman when he was a boy, as you might imagine, sure. um, which was Siegel's idea uh, that he had pitched to DC twice. They'd rejected it twice. Uh. Uh, and then when they published it, they didn't ask him about it. It was uh. like, yeah, all right, you did it on our time, and it's Superman and Superboy. What and dogs? Yeah, I know, right? Dogs. Um, so in 1947, they, Siegel and Schuster filed a lawsuit. Uh, they wanted uh, to annul all the agreements because they were like, well, look, we didn't know it was going to be so successful. We didn't know it was going to be selling, you know, 800,000 copies oh, an so issue, a million copies an issue. That doesn't sound like a legal footing to me. <laughs> hey, I didn't know <laughs> that this would be worth more, and now it is. Have Can you done I a have... law degree, Dave? 
Then uh, I don't think you can pipe in, champ. I've done multiple. Have you? Law degrees. Have you done multiple law degrees? Yes. Ask, me, ask me any questions about the law. Can I go into a court of law and say, I didn't know? Oh, good question. That's relevant, too, to what we were just talking yeah, about. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. I was going to say objection relevance, but it was very relevant. Thank so. you. Yeah. Good save. Mm-hmm. And the answer will surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> next week. Next oh. week. I'm, I'm graduating. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass the bar next week. Okay. So um, they were like, okay, well, we would like the rights, you know, we're like rights back. We want our fair share. DC were like, no, no, we've paid you your fair share. You know, you've, you've worked here. You've had, you've got plenty of money. Um, the uh, the result was basically um, they gave DC the rights to Superman, but not Superboy, and so uh, Siegel got the rights to Superboy, <laughs> and then they neg- renegotiated and they said, okay, look, Siegel and Schuster said, okay, you can have Superman, you can have Superboy, but we want ninety four thousand dollars, which was pretty good in the forties, pretty pretty good oh. amount. But uh, is that each or together? Together. Oh. Yeah. Why ninety four? You know, I like rounded numbers. Just go a hundred. Hundred grand. Please. 94 shits me so much. Um, So, but basically. So, someone said to you next year, I'll pay you $94,000 a year. You'll laugh them out. (laughs) No. I would say, don't insult me. Don't insult me. (laughs) That's what I'd say. That's what I'd say, Dave. Uh, Okay, so uh, (laughs) I'll do go on, shall I? Hey, Nick, sorry. Um, Please do go on. Thank you. We've all given you one now. I know, I feel good. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, so they, they, you know, they got their money and they were like, we don't. You know, we don't yeah, want any more to do with this. Um, and so, but they, in a way, they were kind of blacklisted from DC especially, but, you know, the comic book industry because they're like, okay, well, if they create something and then... They're going to be dicks about it. They're going to be dicks about it, exactly. So, um, <laughs> Siegel did some sporadic comic book writing for various competitors, um, and the work, but the work dried up because they were like, because the black, you know, word got around. Uh, uh, Schuster did various odd jobs. He was a sales clerk. He was a janitor. Uh, in the, oh, 90- the, the, the the creator of Superman cannot be a janitor. No, no, guys, no, no, guys. He, things are looking up because oh. in in the nineteen fifties, uh, uh, Jerry, there's a man named Jerry Robinson. He was a longtime Batman artist. He created, he co-created Robin and the Joker and a lot of other characters. Uh, he was told, okay, you, you've got to get you know some new new stationery or new equipment or wherever it's going to be delivered today. Uh, and it turned out the man delivering it was Joe Schuster because he was a delivery man. He was it was delivered to. He delivered that stuff to the DC officers, um, and this was a little bit embarrassing. And the CEO summoned him up to the office and gave him a hundred dollars and said, "Go out, buy a new coat, find another job." So oh. that's yeah, pretty brutal, right? <laughs> he thought that the coat was the problem. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> you can be anything you want as long as you're wearing this coat. <laughs> that's that's he's a CEO, man. What do you? Yeah, he knows. Yeah, he knows. Hey, Dave, yeah. how many companies have you been the CEO of? The question is, how many coats do I have? Yeah, how many coats do you have, Dave? One nice one. That's all you need. <laughs> you, have you got a good job yet? That's pretty good. I'm an ass prod. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Matt, just with the... Mm. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Schuster moved in with his mother, shared an apartment with his brother. Oh. Uh, at one point, Seagull lived in a one-bedroom apartment with his family. Um, oh, my God. In the 90- <laughs> things were looking up. Yeah, we'll get there. It was the jacket uh, thing they're looking at? He was yeah, that's right. He got hundred dollars for free. Once he had a spiffy new jacket, things were mm-hmm. turned right around. Uh, in the 1950s, Schuster made a living by secretly drawing sadomasochistic soft porn for a series of pamphlets called Knights of Horror. So that's a fun little fun little tidbit. The jacket's paying off. Yeah, your idea of fun is very different. I like to I like to have fun. He put on a jacket so people at home could jacket. <laughs> could jacket? 
Get I like it. Give it? I like it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it took me a while, but once I got there, I enjoyed that. Thank mm. you. We'll play on <laughs> words. Oh, words. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you okay over there? Many have been very quiet. Look, I'm finding four people is a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people, right? It's a sensory overload, I'm tr- isn't it? I'm, I'm really trying to just give some space for you guys to fill. Sorry. All right. We'll all step back. Matt, Nick. would you like to say something? Yeah. <laughs> it's my big bloody chance. Um, I just want to say that I hope um, Schuster and, and Singlet make it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the time. Well done. Well done, Nick, mate. do go on. Thank you. Um... Let's see. So in the in the uh, mid to late 70s, it turned out that Warner, who owned DC at the time, were going to make a Superman the movie. Uh, Siegel sat at his typewriter and he uh, wrote a little letter. I, Jerry Siegel, the co-originator of Superman, put a curse on the Superman movie. <laughs> I hope it's Super Bombs. Did he uh, write Super Bombs? Yep, I hope it's Super Bombs. Um, I hope... I hope, uh, I hope the whole world will avoid the movie like a plague. Oh the ideals God. which made Superman one of the top comics properties of all time and caused its creation, namely compassion and desire to help the oppressed, have been turned into a money-making machine uh, which callously ruined the lives of Joe and me and deprived us of the fruits of our creation, Superman. Oh, that um, sucks. So yeah. Well, look, uh, so basically uh, this caught the attention of uh, Jerry Robinson, a uh, aforementioned Batman artist, and Neil Adams, who uh, is also a, a great uh, writer-artist, and they basically launched a, a national shaming campaign of like, sort of, how dare you? They all, um, Neil Adams oh, was sort so, of so shaming who? Uh, DC, DC and Warner Brothers. Oh, saying oh, look okay. at these yeah. guys, good, good, good. not yeah. shaming the letter. <laughs> right. Yeah, I kind of thought that's what these guys have had it too good for too long. Let's shame them. Yeah. Um, and so basically, they um, wow. Yeah. So so they launched this campaign, and uh, the president, uh, the vice president of, of Warner's, J. Emmett, said, look. Um, there's no legal obligation, but I sure feel that there's a moral obligation. And so basically, from that point forward, they went, okay, we're going to give you an annual salary sort of for the rest of your life. And we'll, we'll, we'll start it at this amount, and we'll sort of ramp it up, you know, with inflation. We'll, wow. You know, so you, so you, you'll never have to work again. We'll pay your wife's, you know, we'll pay your, you know, pay your wife's pension. We'll pay all this sort of stuff. Um, they, yeah, they, they oh. paid for all, all sorts of bits and pieces. They put, um, they, they said, like, they said, okay, well, you, you own this but we'll put created by Siegel and Schuster in, in on the front of all the comic books. Oh, that's good, that's uh, good. And when the first movie came out uh, in 1978, Superman the movie with Christopher Reeve, um, they, 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 watched, they, they went to the, the premiere and it said, you know, when Superman created by Jerry Siegel and Joe <laughs> Schuster came on the screen, the entire audience broke into applause and we all cried. So oh, that's... that's oh, yeah. oh. Created by Joe, Joe Siegel, Jerry whatever. Yep. Cursed, Siegel, Joe... cursed by Jerry <laughs> yeah, Schuster. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And the, did so, he renounce the curse? Sure, you got to renounce it, right? Doesn't say he renounced it. Yeah, he did not renounce wow. because I, is there there is a thing called the Superman. curse? There is curse. a Superman curse. You want to hear about the Superman curse? We can we can we can divert. I've got a little bit more here, but if you want to talk about the Superman curse, let me. But just because just, I know that there is one. Yeah, right? I think I know a little. Well, the, the Superman curse, I guess, is that they're supposedly all related. If you're in if you're in an adaptation of Superman, like if you're in a movie thing or a TV thing, uh, something bad will invariably happen to you. So. Um, the the uh, George Reeves, not no relation to Christopher Reeve. He was in, he was in the Black and White Adventures of Superman in the fifties. Uh, he died of a gunshot wound at age forty five, but uh, it was it was ruled a suicide. But his fingerprints were not on the gun. So that's... he's pretty clever then, isn't yeah, he? Right? Yep. No, Just a, a rope and pulley system. <laughs> <laughs> no, he could have done it with also, his feet. Yep, could have done it with his feet exactly. Yeah, his, uh, his toe prints were on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they never they never mentioned the toe, toe prints. prints. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's the toe weird. prints. 
Do you want to compare toe prints after the show? Yes. Why I do wait? want to do that. Get, get them out. Oh, how about this? All right. A few um, uh, Patreon uh, subscribers. No. If you subscribe for $5 or more, we'll send you by December 15. We promise to send you a Christmas card. I will personally stamp my toe on every single one of That's those. That's fucked. <laughs> Dave, this podcast started that. out as a dream about boys or some shit, and that's right. And great ideas, and now it's just a money-making bullshit scheme. I wow. put a curse. I put a curse on. <laughs> I put you, a curse on wow. your toes. Uh, don't put a curse on my toes. Yeah, do no. a curse on. Do, do it, Matt. Are you cursing me, Matt? No, I'm gonna. The Pharaoh's curse. You're not I'm, putting your toes on I'm, people's posts. I'm gonna curse weird. your toes, and and the curse is that you'll never put them on someone's card. You filthy fucking idiot. <laughs> Well, if you have submitted, subscribed to our no Patreon way. and you are getting a Christmas card, let me know if you do want the toe because I will no, give it to anyone. My anyone, God. if this anyone is requests so complicated. it, if anyone requests it, <laughs> okay. Well, you're doing, you're, you're figuring hey, out. We were hearing about a real curse a second. Oh, the curse! Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so this George Reeves suicide, but didn't touch the gun. Correct. A, a uh, real curse, I said. Yeah. By the way, this uh, is a Christ- real curse. <laughs> <we're talking about. laughs> uh, Christopher Reeve uh, had a horseback horseback riding accident. Mm-hmm. He was paralysed. Mm-hmm. Um, let me and that other guy now hosts Ripley's Believe It or Not. So, Dan Kane, yeah. So that's the biggest <laughs> yeah. slap in the face of all. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of. See, that's the thing. A lot of it is, a lot of his type. A lot of it is. Well, maybe, maybe you just looked like Superman. Yeah. Like, and that's all you. You look were good like. at. Uh, so the, the. <laughs> Poor Dean Kane. Yeah. No, he was in. Um, he was in Lady Dynamite, with uh, Maria. That's true. He was. He was in he that was series. In, um, and that's a very good series. Scott Pilgrim. He was in Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah, he's great. So um, fuck you, Wally Lee Quigley. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, this is, this is yeah. <laughs> Lee Quigley, who played Superman as a baby in the 1978 film, died at age 14 due to solvent abuse. So that's solvent. Solvent at like, age 14. Yeah, yeah Jesus, that's yeah, young. That's yeah. And his fingerprints were not on the solvent. That's right. <laughs> he was. Uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he died, Dave, uh, at 14. Yeah. I know. Uh, but anyway, you, you Dave, he was he was insolvent. <laughs> yeah, very good. Is that, is that almost a yeah. joke? Nick, is there anything I could have done that to make that a, a full <laughs> is, joke? Is there any way? No, that's, that's, like all, was... that's, as, that's as much as anyone could have done. That. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Your joke-making ability has been uh, cursed by Superman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Pharaoh's curse, but now we've got Superman's curse too. Yeah. Uh, but basically, I mean, you could claim... You could claim anyone, like um, Marlon Nicola- Brando. Nicholas Cage. Exactly. Robbed Superman's curse. Sorry, we and, all, and that tax bill. Marlon Brando was uh, Jor-El <laughs> in the movie... Uh, he's had a lot of troubles. Uh, Richard, Richard, <laughs> just in general. No, yeah, don't worry. I think general trouble. I think yes. Marlon Brando's going to come good though. <laughs> He'll be fine. He's on the way back. He'll be fine. Uh, Richard Pryor was in Superman three. Uh, also, still going strong though. Yep, trouble troubles. Um, <laughs> Margot Kidder, who was Lois Lane through all the Superman movies, um, she went missing for several days. Uh, Turned out she was just at a retreat. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forgot she had she had, night, well, she, had yeah. she had bipolar disorder, which is you know. Hilarious, hilarious. No. <laughs> but she she went. Look, that's it's rubbish. Um, you know, she said, look, she crashed her car at one point, and she crashed into a telephone telephone pole. And if she hadn't crashed into the telephone pole, she would have fallen into a ravine, a ravine and would have died. So she's like, well, what about the luck of Superman? Like that's. Mm. Yeah. She said that herself. Yeah, silver yeah. lining. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, good on her. That's a positive attitude. Exactly. Mm. Uh, yeah. Where was I? I've forgotten. Sorry. I, I I'm glad we talked about. Oh, we were at the other curse. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, he cursed. So anyway, oh, so yes. yeah. uh, Siegel and Schuster themselves uh, apparently were quite happy with the way everything turned out. They actually moved into adjoining neighbourhoods. They were like two blocks away Aww. for the remainder of their lives. Uh-huh. They, they, DC paid them out. Um, uh, the, the kids were like, um, 
Jerry Siegel's kids were like, uh, called him my Uncle Joe. You know, they were kind of all together. Uh, but, I mean, years later, um, the lawsuits began again. The the estates of Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster, they since passed oh, on. come on. Yeah, well, they started again. Um, it's interesting for me, solely for me. But uh, in 97, uh, Siegel's wife and daughter were like, okay, we're going to... Uh, we've we've given you these rights. We're going to contest these rights again, um, and in and and basically in um, in contesting these rights, they were like, okay, we can test we can contest your ownership of Superman. And Superman is we're going to define him as he wears this you know red and blue suit. He's got a cape. He doesn't wear a mask. You can see his face. Bullets bounce off him. He can fly. He can shoot heat vision. He's got icy breath. You know he's he's always super even when he's Clark Kent this kind of thing and in response in in a in a weird coincidence in nineteen they 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 did this in ninety seven and in nineteen ninety eight um, DC completely redesigned Superman to have none of those characteristics oh, so yeah, they that's were like a lot of things yeah right, I'll show I'll show you oh, hang on I'll find you a photo of him but basically they went okay well he doesn't have a red and blue costume anymore it's blue and white we take away the cape uh, he wears a mask now. He doesn't have heat vision or when super was breath. This? this was like 1998 to like 2002. What? Uh, hang on, I'll show I you. I have no record no, this of this. This is real. This this seems like I'm making it up. But um, yeah, they were like, okay, bullets don't bounce off him. They pass through him now. He can walk through walls. Um, he when he transforms from Superman to Clark Kent, he's fully human now. So they're basically All like, right. okay, well maybe totally new thing. Yeah, with the, hang on. that name. So they're like, the, they, to them, they're like, other oh, the name's what the people like. They don't care about everything. Yeah, see, that, that's Electric Superman. Oh, I don't like that at all. So they call it's him a, Electric a, Superman. It's a, well, they didn't, they didn't, it was just Superman, but we colloquially, we call him Electric Superman. Was he a hit? Like I don't think so. There were so. some fun like stories, but he was not a hit. But I think I th- it, 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 was, it was sort of leverage. Never officially, but it's sort of like, well, we, we will give you, okay, we'll give you all the money for Superman who does all these things and wears the cape. But we're not producing that Superman anymore, are we? So I guess you won't be getting anything. It's, it was kind of that, mm. yeah. Um, but were they? I mean, they were. They had a lot of money for a lot of time, and then only after the the uh, the actual people who yeah, made them yeah, up died, yeah. then they who go, had renounced. Now give me money. It yeah. sounded like they renounced the claim three times in their lives, <laughs> right? It's yeah. Like, as, from a business standpoint, you can't just keep being all right. Here's some yeah, more money yeah. for it, your grandchildren. It definitely gets a bit muddy um, in the. Okay, so in by the aughts, they the, this one was um, yeah th- that that um, they agreed on a settlement that that passed through. There was a there was another um, settlement. There was another lawsuit in two thousand and five ish, kind of two thousand five two thousand six, and this one was over the ownership of Superboy again. So we had you know these two different I- properties, Superman, Superboy, um, and by this point, Superman and Superboy were two different characters. So we had Superman who was the regular crime fighting Superman, and we had Superboy, who was a clone of Superman, and they both existed oh. in the same time. And so they sued, and they're like, okay, we would like, we would like more money for, the, the, for your use of Superboy. And so they just killed Superboy. Oh. They were just like... Yeah, you, yeah, you want yeah. money for this guy? Right? He's money? dead, yeah. yeah. In, in, the, in the courtroom. Yeah. yeah. They yeah shot this a, guy? This they is why they want money for this? They shot a real-life actor. Yeah, well... we'll but we'll, they, act, they use real bullets. As long as... The bullets pass through this kid? <laughs> I don't think so. As long as this kid lives, we'll keep paying you. Yeah. <laughs> would that uh, would that would that be okay in your courtroom, Dave? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Wow. <laughs> the school of I mean the court of life. <laughs> so anyway, bad blood on all sides. But apparently, by all accounts, Jerry Siegel, Joe Schuster, they had a you know they they, lived they, well. they went out and they had you know they had some tough times, but they went out of it Sounds like together they... as friends and mm. with enough money to to have a good so life. They died happy. 
Would you like to know what happened to uh, Nick Cage's nah. yes, I action w- comics number and one? Can I say, what year was Nick Cage's copy stolen? Uh, 2000. 2000. <laughs> yep. And was that one of the years that some of these lawsuits started happening? That perhaps oh. Joe Schuster's family, to seek revenge, could have broken into Nicolas Cage's house. They, they, stolen they, a copy of Superman number one to show Nicolas Cage, who's the boss. Wait, they've got no beef with Cage. <laughs> You're thinking of Tony Danza. That was he was the boss in the end. <laughs> he was. The boss. That was a show yeah. from before you were born. I do Dave. know who Tony Danza is. Because we're oh, young. Oh, you kids! See, I'm flipping it. Oh, little kitties. <laughs> yeah, little children. I can hardly see you. So little, you're under my feet. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, he's returned to form. Yeah. I love it. Bounce back. Here he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's the father of the podcast. Yeah. We respect Grandfather. You. Come Grandfather. on, Sorry. I would oh, like sorry, to, we're back. Okay, yeah. So I would really, really like to hear about what happens. <laughs> okay, to... so it was stolen in 2000. In 2011, so after uh, 11 years after. Um, Hang on. Does it check yep, out? That that sure. Yep. Okay, good, because I've only got 10 fingers, so it's kind of hard <laughs> yeah. to. It's kinda, <laughs> that, that works I ran well. out and I'm like, oh, God, no. Well, luckily, I've got a third thumb, so I have 11. <laughs> That's hard. So. 2011, Jess. Yeah. So basically, uh, a man named uh, Dan Dotson, who is uh, he's an auctioneer in Los Angeles. Uh, and he's also been on the TV show Storage Wars. People might know him from that. Um, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. I don't know I've, I've definitely seen an episode, so maybe. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pro- probably mm-hmm. him. So he uh, was approached by one of his clients, a man, a man named Sylvester Lozano. Great. No. That I is know, right? uh, the most trustworthy name I've come and across. And he said, basically, Great. I've got this Superman comic book. Uh, what do you think it's worth? And he sort of opened it up and he flipped through the pages and he's like, oh, this is, this is a brand new comic book. Like, this is... Like, it says 1930, it says Action Comics number one, 1938, but it's, like, it's brand new. It's, you know, it must be a reproduction. Um, wow. But clearly not. So, uh, Dotson goes to, uh, introduces Lozano to another man, Mark Balello, who's another auctioneer, also on Storage Wars. Also trustworthy as well. You might have, you mm-hmm. might have recognised that guy from Storage Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, who said he knew the biggest comic book dealer in the US. Um, so he contacted Stephen Fischler from Metropolis Collectibles from, from earlier in the tale. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. And he, said, he, sent, he sent Fischler, he took a photo of the, the comic book and he said, what do you reckon, $1 million? What do you reckon for, the, for this one? Um, and Fischler's like, immediately he's like, that's it. Like, because you can, like, it, it had, you know, certain, certain little printing errors on the front cover, like oh. little, little details. And he's like, that is definitely... Like it, 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 they, it that's, doesn't have, You mean that's the Nicolas Cage? It's copy? the Nicolas Cage action comics number one. He's like, I've seen it before. I've seen a photo of it. I know. Yeah, because surely he'd have it documented. Yeah, yeah. For the insurance, right? He's, he's like, okay, it's got a little oh, sure, bit yeah. of dot of blue missing from the banner, so that's in, in this one, and you know, and so he's like, wow. okay, that's so basically, uh, Fischler from Man, uh, Metropolis Collectibles and uh, Don Krychek, who's the the art theft. LAPD investigator decided we'll do a sting. What we'll do is they set up a meeting at at, uh, Balelo's warehouse. Um, Krychik posed as Fischler's associate and they had some police officers outside uh, and they said, hey, this is... uh," Fischler was like, you know, he he examined it and he's like, it's so good. How did you get it? And Lozano's like, oh, I bought an old storage unit a few months ago. Uh, It was in a box full of books. It was was within a hardcover book, like a hardcover... Book and that's how it had survived. Just just found it. There must have been there for, you know, for decades. Who, mm-hmm. who knows? Mm-hmm. Do we thing. do we trust him? No. Yeah, hundred percent. That could yeah. ha- that could happen though. Could. If the person had stolen it, just ditched it. And no, ditched but it, it said it, it's it been in, in there 
for a long time. See, that's what fucked him. If he said he, he found it recently in a thing that could have easily just have gone in there recently, right? Oh. Mm. I, I explained that well. Because the concept of storage no, wars is that they it. buy empty like lockers that are unclaimed, right? That's right. Or people can't afford to, to maintain them and they lose the rights And they get whatever's it. inside. Exactly, so, yeah. But, yeah. but many years, you are right, Matt. Yeah. I don't get so it. So basically, uh, Fischler, <laughs> Fischler and, and Hrychek were there. They examined the book and Fischler gives them the nod like, this is the real thing. And Hrychek's like... Here's my LAPD business card. This is you, you're not you're not getting a million dollars for this. You are you're, you're nicked. Yeah, um, you're getting a million years. Yeah. Nah, probably not that long, probably, but no, probably, less, less uh, probably than quite that. a bit. But it sounded cool if I said <laughs> it like that. So, yeah, dickhead. Uh, so they got uh, they got the 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 photo they had, like the auction photo of the original. They compared it to this. There's 15 points on the cover that are identical to the one there, and they're like, okay, this is. This is the one. And so uh, Nicolas Cage issued a statement. He said, It is divine providence that the comic was found, <laughs> and I am hopeful that the heirloom will be returned to my family. And then... Finally, proof that God exists. <laughs> and then he... I uh, found my million-dollar comic book. It went to the insurance company. Uh, he, um, he, he, they settled the claim. Uh, it was returned to his family, and then he immediately put it up for auction. What? Straight away. What? Did he just find it? It was tainted. I guess. Well, I guess so. But also, he owes millions of dollars to the IRS. Oh, yes. oh sure. So, he had to sell any number of his castles. Was um, he just like, oh, thank fuck, I really needed that $1.5 million. Yeah, this will get me through the week. The uh, value so of it would have risen by a... Oh, you were well, about he, to well, say he, that. Well, uh, this, this nine, this Nicolas Cage nine, sold for $2,161,000. Okay, so that'll put a dent in the 16 yeah, million. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that you putting a dent in something? Yeah, yeah cool. Get it. Mm. Yeah, so, cut. Sylvester Lozano, who said he found this number oh, one yeah. in the storage uh, unit, he was never charged in the end. Uh, he told Hrychek he couldn't remember precisely which unit the book came from since he'd buy several at a time and just mix up the contents, put them in the back of his truck. Uh, Hrychek narrowed it down to a number of units, but he was like, okay, like he, the, the, mm. the units he claimed, and he's like, okay, well, all the units, there aren't, we looked at them all and there were, none of them had any connection to people who knew Nicolas Cage or would have been at Nicolas Cage's uh, house. Mm. So... But do they just cross-check it with the 100 most influential people on That's IMDb? Right. And they're like, well, none of these people, none of these people are A-listers. Helen mm. Mirren? No, she wouldn't do it. Nah. <laughs> Look so, at her face. guys, I'm sorry to say, but mystery episode. We don't know. Oh, we don't it's know. a secret mystery! Secret, secret mystery episode. You to say that that is typical of the bloody police, isn't it? Yep. Someone just says, oh, here we go. Oh, I, don't, I don't know where I got it. Yep, let him off. Yeah, let, let him, him off. off. I can't uh, remember where I got it from. <laughs> when has that ever stood up in court? And yes, I am a judge slash lawyer. <laughs> I can't remember where I got it from, and I didn't know. So I admit, did I misunderstand that? Didn't he say that it was in a thing that had been locked up for ages? That's what he said. So that makes it sound like he's full of shit to me. In a way, but I guess... But how does he know? Matt could... should have been the cop. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. you were there. I missed uh, another opportunity. So Mark, Mark Balelo, who was the other man who, who had hoped to make this big commission selling this, this discovered uh, uh, Superman action Oh, yeah, the guy. One. Was he pissed off? Well, he, he, was like... he committed suicide in 2013. So Because of it? Who, who Superman knows? curse. He was, he was arrested for... Superman possess- curse. Yeah, he was arrested for possessing meth. So maybe that had something to do with it. But maybe mm, it's a meth curse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Divine providence. So, so we never, that, we never. That re- proves that meth exists. Yeah. Yeah. So we never, we never. <laughs> Beyond all reasonable doubt, <laughs> we. Uh, so ultimately, we never learned who who stole that from. And also, but you know, Action Comics number one was recovered. 
are the two other comics stolen from Nicolas Cage. Oh. So Detective Comics number one and Detective Comics number 27, the first appearance of Batman, <gasps> were never recovered. So, so which, which two? Sorry. Detective Comics number one, so DC's first ever issue, mm-hmm. uh, was also was stolen from Nicolas Cage. Oh, and so detect- they picked out the three. Yeah. Probably, are they the big three? They're the big three, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And Detective 27, which is the first appearance of Batman. That's incredible. Forever. We've, we've never seen it. We've never, it's, it's, it has yet hey, to be recovered. Hey, there's time. Yeah, I know, right? Are they, are they as rare? Are they like... Um... They're not as rare, no. So what... this, at this point, this was Detective 27 was like 1940. Comic books have picked up steam... And there was, there's just. It's not that people thought it was more valuable at the time. There was just more copies to go around. Right. I think. Oh mm. man. Wowzers. Yeah. More people have like bulldozed their house and found a copy in the wall. So they're the. Surely. Sorry, that we're, I'm going to like now go off on different tangents, but they're the big Please. three. Any questions, anyone? No. What, what would be? What would make <laughs> That's up? Okay. What would make up the next? You know, the what would round out the top five of the of the big. Comics. Oh, good question. Maybe uh, any Marvel ones maybe in there? Maybe Amazing Fantasy 15, which is the first appearance of Spider-Man. That might right. do it. Yep. Uh, Fantastic Four number one. What about the Ant-Man movie? <laughs> on Blu-ray or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blu-ray. <laughs> they only made one copy. <laughs> only one copy. Yeah, that's right. And Nicholas Cage owns it. <laughs> yeah. For a while. He's going to own it for a while <laughs> until somebody just walks in. God, uh, God, he was good in The Rock, though, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. She-Hulk, that would be a big one. She-Hulk the movie. I'm just going to check my notes, see if I missed anything. Uh, Could you show me a picture of She-Hulk? I can probably look it up myself too. I'm picturing it as normal Hulk with with long hair. No, no. I'm picturing picturing, um, Princess Fiona from Shrek. Oh, yeah. You are all very incorrect. Hang on. No, but... I'm oh, no, closest. You, well, I can I can ruin the magic for you, right? Yeah, go on. Okay. I'm, I'm imagining the uh, Ukrainian gold medalist for weightlifting. <laughs> Why Ukrainian? 2012. That's kind of Olympic racist. Games. No, I think you. <laughs> I think if you check the records of the. Uh... Oh, she's a babe, right? She's a babe. Oh, she's yeah. green. She's not hulking oh, at all. Green, yeah. She's uh, she's got some muscles. I reckon I can Slim bash hulk. her. Oh, God. <laughs> <Take you on. laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I've been in a fight. Fair fight. Oh God. I mean, well, in a not... fight. What else would you have meant? I mean, in a fight. A fair, a fair fight. I definitely am against oh all forms of violence, especially against women. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's very funny. Mm. Spider-Man. Well, what I about so X-Men and great. stuff? Those ones aren't like that at all. X-Men comics aren't at all like... These sought after ones. Well, when did the like X Men? The X Men X Men debuted in the sixties. Oh, so, so it's too I mean, late, they, they I certainly mean. have. But you can you can get an X Men number one for sort of a reasonable rate, like right. five figures. You know, figures right. Yeah. Okay, all right, and will <laughs> that makes sense? It's got to be the. That's why the Marvel ones aren't yeah. as rare because they're a newer friend, a newer yeah, exactly, company. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. What about Yellow Kid number one? Oh, I don't know. See, that might yeah. not even exist. Wait, weren't there, a newspaper, there are newspapers, yeah. yeah. What about Phantom Number 1? Would that no. be worth money? <laughs> I don't think to so. To certain no. people, but do you want to deal with those people? <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, and I just wouldn't want to touch them. Like, yeah. you'd have to, like, shake their hand. Ugh, no, icky. He's cool, all right? He's not cool. <laughs> He's the ghost. He's not cool, Who walks. Yeah, well, have the you ever seen the goat? float, which yeah. is way cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's better than walking. I just liked his horse and the waterfall. Yeah. Hero was the name of the horse, I think. Oh, that's a yeah. sick name Hero for the a horse. horse. Fuck that's yeah. Or his dog. Maybe his dog was named Hero. It doesn't matter. One of them was called yeah, Hero. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. What is, it's the ghost, the ghost who walks. Yeah. Correct, yeah. I don't, know, I don't know about that as a thing. Didn't Dave just say that? It feels so boring. No, I'm just recapping. No good. 
<laughs> it's got the Matt Stewart no good tick mm. of a of disapproval. Yeah. yeah, we're good, I think. Yeah, I, do you have? Do you want any more fun facts or anything? I don't know if I have any left. No, that was great. Yeah, uh, I want, I want uh, if you've got fun facts, even one would be cool. Okay, here's one. So, uh, 1992, uh, we had the oh, a good year. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, Thank I you. Uh, you in 1992, I missed my own catchphrase. I think we've just about covered it. Uh, in hang on, where am I? Oh, actually, yeah. In 1992, we had the death of Superman storyline that, that broke big in uh, in in the mainstream media. Superman uh, was killed by a monster called Doomsday, and he was replaced by four replacement Superman. Oh, uh, four, of, four, yeah. Well, uh, one was Superboy, the clone. Sure. There was a cyborg Superman. There was uh, there was a guy called the Man of Tomorrow who was basically Superman except he had a big yellow visor, oh, uh, and there was tomorrow. and there was Steel who's a who's an African American man in like a big armored suit. So it's uh, wait, so what? Can, I don't, and, wait, and, so he died and then he broke into four bits. Oh no, just these 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 pretenders they just replaced him. showed up to and so at the time Superman the had, pretenders were in it. The band, yeah, the band, the pretenders. Yeah. Jeez Louise, I might get the comic book. Got a little LP on the front front cover. It was pretty pretty good. Um, yeah, so. They, there were there were four Superman books at the time, so each of them got their own one kind of thing. But basically, this came about. This was a huge media event, and it's like, oh, Superman, he's finally he's finally uh, you know reached his end. But basically, this happened because um, uh, they decided, okay, well, Lois Lane and Clark Kent, they're in love. They're you know they've they've they're, they're, they're going to get married at some point. Let's do a let's do let's do a let's do a Superman Lois Lane uh, wedding storyline. And then they discovered that... <laughs> Six issues when they're planning the wedding. <laughs> what kind of flowers should we have? <laughs> oh, just get whatever you want, Lois. It's fine. God. I, I'd like it the other way around. You know, I, I was actually doing an impression of Superman. Superman. Oh, very good. And she was like, shut up. Can we have this sort of kryptonite arrangement on the front? No. no that'll kill my heart. Oh. So, so basically, they, they, uh, they were going to do this. But then uh, in the, the TV series, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, mm-hmm. they had also planned to do a Lois Lane and... and Superman get married, but that was going to take a long time to, you know, they're going to do it next season. Yeah, you you got to book the, you got to book you the know, venue, the real people. And so basically, they went, okay, well, we need, okay, well, tell you what, well, TV, you can't steal our thunder, we won't steal your thunder, we'll do them both at the same time. Aww. So we just need a storyline to fill in. Like they had to brainstorm. They went brainstormed around the table of like, all right, what do we, what, what could Superman do before we he gets him. married? Then they just went. Yeah, it was it was hours of debating, and somebody went, "We'll just kill him. Who cares? I'm sick of dealing with Superman. We'll just kill him." And so they did. But that means they can't do the wedding. They, well, they bring him back. Nobody ever really dies in comics. So they brought him back. They did, yeah. And then he got married, right? Yeah. Then he got married. Then he turned into Electric Superman. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Nick, Nick, I don't look. I'm feeling like I'm <laughs> so out of my depth now. So oh, there's boy, four books go. of Superman, and each of them got one. What does that mean? Well, there was Adventures of Superman. There was Superman. There was. The Man of Steel, and there was another one that I can't remember. The and name. they're all done by DC somehow. All done by DC, different artists, one a week. That was that was H- that wasn't the nineties. That's ridiculous. To be alive in the nineties, I know, right? Can you imagine? <laughs> Jeez, Louise, I can't. I'm far too young. Anyway, that's all I got, guys. It's that, fun, fun little fun fact. That was a great. Let's give him a big round of applause. Guys. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Genuinely great, great report, great Thank structure. You. Love I how you kept jumping in between the the uh, the, the decades. Mm-hmm. I will you, just you say we're good at shutting mwah. us up and just keep going. That's it's a hard skill. No, but I feel bad about that. No, I'll don't. You run. Don't, because otherwise, it oh, will ne- we'll, it. We'd be here for hundred years. True, yeah. Thank you, Nick Mason. No You're one's ever welcome. had to put up with three of us before. <laughs> yeah, either. that was full but, on. That's true. Sorry yeah. if that was hard to listen to, but it was point. also an historic episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Now, in what way? Because it was four of us. Okay, yeah, great. Oh, like the four Supermans. Oh, yeah, like the Fabulous Four. Which one? Earlier. Can you name us all? Who would I be? Fabulous would I, Four. Of would the I Fabulous be, Four. Yeah, fabulous Four. Would You'd I be, be Steel? Oh. Am I the tall African American? You'd be steel wool like that bloody beard you got there, mate. Oh. Hang on, no, too far. I'm all up for a bit of fun uh, and games. Now you'd be the visor one because you've got glasses. Great, visor guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm super boy, let's be honest. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what am I, what does that leave me? Uh, you oh, could be Cyborg Superman or mm. Man of Steel. Mm. Mm. Cyborg. All right, cool. Love it. So you're Man of Steel, Mason? Love it. Perfect. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Great. Nick, Nick Man of Steel, Mason, thank you for joining us on this episode. Now, we would like to hear more of your voice. You do your own podcast every single week. I do. If you're not sick of me talking about superheroes ad nauseum, just we do it nonstop on uh, The mm. Weekly Planet, which is on iTunes. We'll talk about my, my friend uh, James, Mr. Sunday Movies. We talk about superhero movies and TV shows and comic books and video games and all that sort of stuff. I so, listen to it and I have a lot of... Qu- I wish... <laughs> this is the best because I can ask the questions because I'm can, listening yeah. to it and you're talking about all these interesting things. I'm like, oh, uh, pause. I'm going to go Google some stuff for a while. <laughs> but here, I just... You've got, got, got Mason's number. Pause and text him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that doesn't sound tedious <laughs> to him at all. Yeah, that seems really unfair to <laughs> Mason. Actually, that's a life. Three years ago on episode 49. <laughs> yeah. What did this mm. reference mean? No idea. Don't remember. Don't, yeah. Couldn't tell you about last week. I don't know. Now, before we wrap up, yes. um, we have promised that people that contribute $5 or more per month to our Patreon, which, as we said, is going yeah. quite well, uh, we'll do a shout-out to them at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. So I thought that maybe we go around the table. There's four of us here. We each will try and mis- will try and pronounce, <laughs> but probably mispronounce a... Uh, Don't set me up to fail, mate. I'm going to nail it. Me too. I'm uh, feeling very confident. Now, uh, we're just going to go in order of the people that pledge. Okay, so sure. the- I'm going to let whoever it is down. Ah, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll probably do a <laughs> cool. better. Because they, they're like, oh, I wonder if Matt will call it. I wonder if Jess will call it. Yeah. That's no, me. It's me. <laughs> oh, the other guy. I would like to say a massive thank you to the first ever person to contribute to our wow. Patreon. Wow, that's cool. Contributing. Our, our issue one. Is, mm. That's right. Yeah, Actually, Comics one. one day we'll uh, knock down a wall and he'll be in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Also, oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a he. It is a he. Ooh, a bit of sizzle. Mm. Now, I'd like to say a big thank you, and I hope I do not mispronounce your name, or I hope in a way that I do, it's probably a, a badge of honour, sure. to Patrick Wadden. Patrick. Wadzee. Wadzee, a bloody legend. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Uh, you are possibly our number one fan. Possibly. Well, that- Eager. Or you were online at the time we announced that we had a Patreon. Either yeah. way, Either way, thank you. All good. All right, passing the phone. So, Patrick Wadden. Passing the phone to number two. And also the second best on the phone. Oh, podcast. I got a really good one to <laughs> announce. You two. Everyone else got tr- trickier ones. Oh. Look, I'd love Can to. Can I go now then? No. Oh. Hey, uh, number two on the list. What a bloody legend, Mr. Andrew Eastwood. Cheers to you, Cheers to you. Sounds so enthusiastic. Cheers, Big Dick. Um, Big Dick's a saying, isn't it? That's That's a term of endearment to your friends. Our our third... Wait, wait, who am I looking at? Third from the bottom. Now I got it. Third from the bottom. I was like, this, I don't recognize... Okay. Third uh, to pledge is Piet. It's one name, like Cher. Mm. That's right. The Piet. The The Piet. Thank you, Piet. Wow. Four from the bottom. We above Piet. No, we oh, do a, very good. Piet, we appreciate that to no end. Thank you mm. so much, Jess. You're so young with your fresh references about share. Sure. <laughs> as, yeah, as, I am. As the fourth member of Do Go On. That's right, mm-hmm. Look, I hope. Look, I hope you're going to get your money's worth, and one day we'll do a fourth episode of this podcast. <laughs> but in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, thank you to Zach Steinbacher. Hey, uh, great, good great on you. Awesome. Thank you very much.
Zach Steinbacher, Meso. Thanks so much, guys. Meso appreciates it, don't you, Meso? Absolutely, I do. And we all appreciate it. Thank you very much, everyone that has been contributing. Uh, we're going to release uh, a, a bon- our first ever bonus episode at the, s- the very start of December because uh, these, these I didn't realize this, but the um, each month, because you pledge for a month, it goes through on the first of each month. So there's no point. We'll release our first episode. Dave, Dave likes to tell you guys more than you need to know. <laughs> Long- <laughs> Too long, don't read. Uh- <laughs> There's going to be an episode out at the start of December. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Well, I mean, they're an hour and 40 minutes in. I may as well keep, <laughs> keep, the, keep the pain going. No, we'll, uh, we'll release our first mini-episode. And that's for people that pledge $10 or more a month. So get in there. I cannot wait. I've got the topic picked out. It's going to be fun. Great. Could Great. be a mystery. Awesome. Also get in contact on Twitter, Facebook, and, and Instagram, Instagram, email. At, at do go on pod for all the first three there. And email dogoonpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. But, uh, Meso, have you got, we follow you on Twitter? I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter, if you want to Wikipedia Brown. Mm-hmm. It's a great joke. I still Thank get you. it. Thank you. It feels good, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> It's After good when Dave gets the joke. Yes. I still get it. Yeah, still get it. I still get it. Yeah. Uh, but thanks so much for listening, guys. We do appreciate that. If you are new to the podcast, maybe Meso has brought you over here. We've got... F- I don't know, what, 55 other episodes you can go back through our back catalogue, including two of which that feature oh, I'm also on those, The Man yeah. the Magic. If, you could, if you're new listeners, just exclusively download those two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. No, you know smart. what, don't. In fact, I yeah. imagine that they will do exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> you know what? Uh, as someone who was a fan of this podcast long before I was on this podcast, if you are new and you listen to this, download all the episodes because they are very fantastic. Oh, so. thanks, Thank you. Welcome, we will be Mesa. using that little sting of your voice <laughs> at the end of every episode from now yeah. on. And on posters for live shows. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Live shows, we might do one soon. Who knows? We'll keep you in the loop. But until then, I will say a goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, so. That's the best catchphrase of all. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.